Metaphysics is going to have to be the quote-unquote religion of tomorrow. If it isn't, you're fucked. Totally and absolutely. His fire. <laughs> I don't know what uh, decisions Florida made, but I guess it just decided to skip winter this year, it seems like. You know, um, DeSantis ate enough babies with Hillary Clinton that they went ahead and got the weather to be what they wanted. Just how you eat enough babies. That might be slander, sir. Allegedly. <laughs> there we go. He allegedly <laughs> ate enough babies. I mean, what's enough, really, when you think about I, it? I have reliable sources on this. <laughs> I, have, I have anonymous reliable sources. Is that is that Reddit? Or what I would <laughs> listen, it, it, um, I have journalistic protections. I do not have to divulge my sources. Well, Trump, let us Trump, just Trump, Trump collapsed. Yeah, I was just gonna say we need to start by mentioning something that's very important. We need to let everybody know Ghislaine Maxwell did not kill herself. It, I don't think they're gonna kill her. I think that the deal <laughs> was struck. Listen, because what, listen, what's the point? And this is going to be good. I got, I got some nerd shit. I got some relationship shit. And we got a couple of serious shits. And some, there's a lot. There's been a lot that's happened since last time we talked. Oh, yeah. Why would they kill her at this point? For what? Because keep in mind, keep in mind, the same chick that lost the prison tapes prosecuted the case. Right. The people that supposedly weren't paying attention all the charges were dropped. Right. All of the logs, the black book with all of the names, apparently there's well over 2,000 people. All of it's been sealed. Why? I don't know. Explain that to me. So wow. why would we need to kill her? It's all been anything that could have potentially came out that lets you know what's really going on has all been summarily squashed. You know, maybe Epstein would have talked. And I think, I think there's speculation that with a lot of these um, social media things, it's a way basically for spy talk. So there's some, there's some um, speculation that some of those images she put out saved her life, where basically she was like, look, I'll cooperate. I know what's going on. I get it. She was reading some book about the CIA or something. They took some Photoshop photo of her at In-N-Out Burger or something like that. So, I don't know. I wow. think she's pretty deal. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, personally, when I saw that they had dropped the charges against the people who, who dropped the ball, like, it, sometimes uh, you can take the dropping of charges as legal precedent. You know, I feel like they were clearly saying that, well, also, this is what also led me to believe that something could possibly happen to her was because they just said out loud that if a prisoner dies on your watch, you won't get in any trouble. Right. That's kind of what they're telling the next round of guards and, and, and prison employees and shit like that. But like you said, that is a good perspective. Like, there's really no reason at this point to do anything to her because they basically showed you how they feel about this situation. So they convicted her of aiding in something that they never even admitted that the guy did. 
and that they're not prosecuting any of the kid fuckers. Right. No. So nobody's <laughs> gonna. Be, nobody on the list is gonna be prosecuted because they didn't do anything wrong. The guy who got killed, we never admitted that he did anything wrong. But we're gonna prosecute you for helping him do things wrong. How? It, none of it makes any sense. But I'm pretty sure if you ask anybody with any power and influence about it, you'll probably get black vanned. So it, it doesn't really matter at this point. So, like I said, I'm going to go back to a throwback conversation that we had a while back with the, uh, was it the Pony Soldier that we were having this conversation with? Oh, yeah, 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 the dog-faced Pony Soldier. So, if this is our government, if this is the hierarchy, this is the structure, this is our justice system, this is who they protect, these are the activities that they circle the wagons around, what recourse does anybody really think we have that involves voting and policy changing and a two-party system? Like, What really, I would love to know the path. I mean, I'm not asking you, of course, but I would love to know the path to cleaning all that shit up. The legal, sound, don't burn shit down, don't throw Molotov cocktails, don't raise your voice, respect authority, cast your vote like a good citizen. Where's that path to cleaning this shit up? That's what I'd like to know. That's a great question. That's a great question, man. And I think um, a lot of people are disillusioned. John F. Kennedy or whoever, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., whoever the fuck was supposed to show up to save the day. And um, a lot of those dudes, I mean, it was interesting listening to what they were saying. A lot of it was far-fetched as far as the resolution. Um, Some of the things that they said that were going on, like, I never bought into the Q narrative that... There was this secret plan and this is how it was going to go down. But as far as like what the problem is, the way that it kind of parsed it out, I'm like, this is pretty compelling. And it's pretty hard for me to say that that's not the case. Like I'm, I'm at the point where I feel like I kind of understand how we got here. I don't know that. I don't think there's any political way to fix it. Um, one of my favorite, um, comedic blurbs on the matter was somebody asked Bill uh, Burr about his politics. And you and I can't find that clip anywhere online. I feel like it's been scrubbed from the internet. But he said, nah, I kind of feel like uh, if you want to do anything positive, they take you on a, they take you on that Dallas parade ride. You know, <laughs> like, like it's pretty much understood that when Eisenhower got out, hey, this military industrial complex, once we got the CIA and we trained them and we let them smuggle drugs and we let them topple governments and we basically made them a a force that can't be reined in, I think pretty much the country has been gone since then. And and I think you pointed out on one of the podcasts, um, everything that we're experiencing now that's happening domestically to some capacity, the CIA has done it overseas. Yeah. When you're talking about swaying public opinion, the elections, the propaganda, like the news at this point, I mean, it's, it's complete propaganda. It's just a mouthpiece for the intelligence agencies and everything that um, everybody was losing their mind about regarding George Bush and the Patriot Act. You know, all this is gonna be done. It's gonna be turned on the citizens. Is basically unchecked spying. Everybody that came out and proved that that's what it was, and basically proved that the government was lying, 
all of those people have been summarily silenced and public opinion has been swayed against them. Like, if you remember, Julian Assange before Trump was a fucking hero, a hero of the left. If anything, right-wing people were pissed at him. You're fucking up government secrets. You're going to get our soldiers killed, bro. People were mad at him. You're fucking up the military, releasing all this shit. But everything that he released, um, I think with the help of Snowden, who's also can never come back to the country, was, yeah, all of the worst fears that they told you, these spy apparatuses will never be turned on American citizens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that shit is bogus. They're spying on everybody. They're lying to you. And so nobody got in trouble for doing the evil. The only people that got in trouble were the people exposing it. So, yeah, I mean, that's evidence that is rotten to the core inside and out. You could send a couple, a handful of people um, to Congress, put them in the House, put them in the Senate. What are you going to do when there's that much money and that many people against you? And you pretty much have a, a rogue a rogue government that'll fuck you up that they'll put they'll put out stories against you oh yeah we found some child porn on your computer uh you were flying under eight bitches wait a minute so you saying matt gates because he's speaking out against you he's a piece of shit because he may have fucked a 17 year old girl but nobody on the island is getting in trouble right so it kind of makes you think like oh that's selective targeting that's selective news story that makes the rounds. So it's all by design. It's all by design um, to sway public public opinion. So I agree with you, man. I, I, I a thousand percent agree with you. There's no way to use this system to fix it. It's it's corrupt beyond. It's corrupt beyond redemption. And I think everything that we're about to go through, it's it's absolutely inevitable. It has to happen. Yep. It has to. It has yep. to completely fall. And the scariest aspect of all of this, in my opinion, and and scary like meaning not like I'm afraid of it, but it's just the dark underbelly that none of us really want to admit. It's the it's the deepest and worst part of this whole equation, is that no matter how you construct whatever you think you would build as an alternative to this system, is going to the same place until humans evolve on a cellular level it's just always going to come back to that because the corruption is not i think a lot of people especially people on the left i think the right might realize this more but the people on the left don't understand that is corruption is not just for millionaires and politicians that's not where it begins it doesn't begin there most humans in whatever capacity you find them in if they figure out an exploit, a way to take advantage of people or a platform where they feel like they can talk down to you and disrespect you, even if, I mean, you could take 10 guys that work in a warehouse together and every day they go on break and smoke weed and high five and all that shit, make one of them a manager and just see what happens. You think he's going to stay cool and keep smoking weed? <laughs> no, his whole mentality is going to change. You know, it's just... I've seen it so many times, no matter where you look at that, but they will say cops, all cops are terrible just because they got a job as a cop. You won't tell on the bad guys. That means you're part of them. But, but they, they think that is 
a paradigm that exists within the police force. But this is human behavior. It's just easier to identify them because they all wear uniforms. And it's easier to identify the politicians because one is on this side, one's on that side. You know their names and like you can call them out. Billionaires. Yeah, let's look at billionaires. And they're terrible because they're letting the world burn and they go into space on their own dime. They're fucking terrible. It's like nobody wants to pull it down farther. Just keep pulling it down. Yep, it's the billionaires. It's the politicians. It's the cops. Now let's get it on down a little bit further. It's the people who work at Target. It's the fucking, it's humans period. I heard a guy, there was a guy doing uh, First Amendment audits. Have you ever seen any of those uh, videos on YouTube or anything like that? No, nah, I'm not familiar with those. Okay, so what they do is, since uh, recording and taking pictures in public spaces is a constitutionally protected activity, they go to places where usually people don't, they just don't understand, they don't get it. So he goes into a public library. And a guy who works at the public library or a woman will just walk up to him and be like, yo, who are you? What's your name? What are you doing? You're like, well, I'm, I'm taking pictures in a public library. No, you can't do that. You got to leave or I'm calling the police. It's like, what the fuck is wrong? What are you talking about? Maybe you don't understand. Maybe it's something you don't know. Maybe you don't know that this is a constitutionally protected activity and there's nothing to worry about. It's like, you know, it's nothing to get upset about. It's like a guy walking his dog. And... It escalates and escalates. They call the cops. They say, we have a policy. You, you can't record here. So policy is basically just, I wrote something down on a piece of paper, and that trumps all your human rights because I wrote it down. Cops will come. They'll threaten him and talk shit to him, all because he's doing something that's completely legal, and they just don't like it. I heard a cop say, and the only reason we hear this is because the cop touched him and pushed him and shit. And this dude's a pro. He does it all over the country, everywhere he goes, just to educate people about constitutionally protected activities and why this is not a reason to escalate a confrontation. And the cop pushed him, and the cop, the, two of the cops had body cams on, so he subpoenaed the body cam footage. And when the cops walked away from him, when they were done dealing with him, one cop who's been on the force 24 years, he said it in the video, been on the force 24 years, he said 10 year, 20 years ago, that guy would have been fucking dead. His teeth would have been all kicked out. This is a 24-year veteran dealing with a person <laughs> who's broken no laws, didn't do anything other than not bow down to your assumed authority, and he said 20 years ago, like basically before body cams, before social media, you would have been dead. I'd have kicked all your teeth out. He didn't say that exactly to the guy. He said it when he was walking away with the other cop. Right. And the only reason we saw it is because dude was smart enough to subpoena the body cam footage. These are the people who are in charge of dealing with disputes and shit like that in public. But if you show right. that, of course, that's an isolated incident. That's just this one cop. Maybe he didn't really mean that. He was just a, like a thousand excuses. But it's just hum my point is it's just human behavior. And I don't care what you're building. If it's not metaphysics, are we fucked? If you're not practicing vibrational tribalism, if you're not holding people accountable in, in, in multiple different ways, it's never, it's never going to work. I don't care what you build. I don't right. care how you dress. I don't care how you, what colors you put in your hair, whether you call yourselves comrades or what. It doesn't fucking matter. You're burning, uh, uh, you're building a house of tinder. <laughs> it yeah. is going to fucking burn, period, because humans are the fucking fire. They're, they're the problem. Christians have, our, our Christian friends, they have a concept about uh, the law and the law being made for wicked people. Like, when you have metaphysics over fuck, when you have a reality, 
we're people that change from within. You don't need this external mechanism called the law to bottleneck people's choices of behavior. People aren't looking for loopholes. Like some of the grimiest, shittiest people that you know um, or have heard of, maybe you don't know them personally, are lawyers. Because their job isn't necessarily to get to the, the justice of the matter. It's to defend their client. So sometimes their client is a piece of shit corporation that, that is criminally negligent and responsible for killing thousands of people or millions of people, right? And you got to keep them in business long enough so that you can keep getting those, you know, huge legal bills paid. You can keep sucking at their teeth. And also, you know, when they eventually got to pay the roundout set, roundup settlement of like $2 billion down the road, you know, they've been profitable for like the 40 decades you've been protecting. Right. Exactly. <laughs> got the money to pay it. So it's not about what's justice, who's right or who's wrong. It's how can we fucking look at the law, figure out a loophole or technicality so that we can get away with shit. These are not the thoughts of a righteous, transformed person. Mm. This is so the the whole like you said once you got to start writing some shit down to force people to do shit you've already lost once yeah. once you have the legal framework in place you've already lost because and, and i love that you brought that up because that's a great example because these are the enforcers of the law they're violating that dude's constitution they're not even enforcing a law right <laughs> they're, they're supposed right. to show up and tell the librarian Hey, you drafty cunt, he's allowed to do this. Right. We're going to protect his right to come here and take pictures. This is a public matter of fact. This is publicly funded. Right. He's paid taxes. He owns the library. He owns it. Bitch, you just work here. Right. You're a public servant. And it's so crazy, the language. Oh, you're a public servant. Well, how do you serve me? By throwing you the fuck out of the building that you paid for while I get paid a salary that you're also getting taxed to paid for, right? And then I'm summoning police officers who are gonna show up and not protect your rights. They're gonna enforce what the servant wants. And they're gonna say, fuck you. And oh, oh by the way, in the cops, you paid for them to do. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if it was, and if you didn't have a camera, I probably would have kicked your teeth out and killed you. Yeah, if it was 20 years ago, you'd be fucking dead. Right, And yeah, it's paid sad, bro. It's sad. And I, I've been in a little bit of a rabbit hole with those videos lately because the, the audacity of humans fucking boggles the mind, bro. Boggles the mind. People just, you just pull out a camera and record something completely in public. You're not behind no fences. Like you just in public looking at a building and some people walk up on you like, yo, who are you? What are you doing? Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? And if, if I don't like the way you respond to me, I'm going to call the police. Knowing how shit goes, like when you call the cops, bro, I feel like at this point, like when you call the cops, you, you're kind of betting on somebody getting fucked up and arrested. Like you're not calling them to mediate. You're not calling them to, to figure out the legality of what this person is doing. You, I feel like to some degree, you just expect that person to get beat up, maced, tased and taken away in a police car. Right. It's like calling, it's like dial a bully. And shit, you just call it like, hey, come over here and slap the shit out of this guy because I don't like the way he's talking to me. That's that's kind of what 911 is being used for right now. It and it is, doesn't make any sense. If you get into an altercation, 
if you don't know the laws for the state that you're in, you're setting yourself up to get fucked because somebody will be um, talking real big shit and you could get into an altercation with them. If they call the police first, you're fucked. You're fucked. Right. You're going right. to jail. Even if they started the shit, how are you going to prove it? At the end of the day, it's who calls the cops first. It sucks. And, and again, all of those intermediaries to settle shit is because we as humans haven't transformed and figured out a way to relate to people in a healthy way. And we have those that live amongst us who are completely lost, who fuck it up for everybody. And they necessitate that we now have these behavioral intermediaries in place who, if given the chance, will murder you or kick your teeth in, depend, de- depending on what decade it is. <laughs> yeah. I know I can't do it now, but if it was the 80s, I'd fucking kill you, bro. That's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. It doesn't make any sense. And it, oh, this guy's not leaving the this guy's not leaving the library. Let's <laughs> fucking, let's fucking give his family a, a, a nice, you know, let's give yeah. him a nice yeah, let's kick and, his and teeth out. His family. Yeah. Kick his teeth out. And the other cop laughed, like, <laughs> oh, I know. Like you, you guys are pieces of shit. Now, this is why people treat cops the way they treat them. This is why there's an entire movement about how all cops are bastards. It's super hard to defend when there's people like that who can keep their job for 20 years. You right. can lose your job because they're downsizing. <laughs> like You could just not be like, you know what? I just don't want you here anymore. You freak me out a little bit, so we're going to figure out a way to fire you. Like There's so many ways to lose your job. You can't tell me that this guy has been an, an exemplary cop for 20. I don't believe it. I don't believe right. it, especially when he acknowledges that when I first got on the force 20 years ago, I could have killed you for what you just did just now, which was not leave the library when I told you to. Right. You somebody, somebody, <laughs> somebody needs to check his rifle. He's got some words that's in it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Sure. Definitely. And I feel like I feel like okay, if, if we if we had a real justice system so when when he subpoenaed that footage and I feel like there should be a person, whether it's an uh, internal affairs officer or somebody like that, there's somebody who would be like, you know what? I'm going to look at this footage and I'm going to dedicate the next 72 hours to looking at this guy's entire history of arrest and shit like that. Because that, that, that bothers me a little bit. I'm going to take some time and put it into this guy. Now, for the record, on one of our episodes, we did talk about a uh, NSA for the police. Yeah, we talked about we talked about creating an objective, um, an objective law enforcement uh, oversight committee that's not the police that just goes over these reports, complaints, and body cam footage, and does deep dives on all of these dudes. Right. And, so, and sadly, it's going to have to be somebody who doesn't like cops too much. It's going to needs to be a chain. Yeah, they got to hate cops. And it, there needs to be a chain of command. So when you find a discrepancy, you're going to have to send it to two or three other people. You don't get just get to cancel the cop and fire them with one button. We, we need a couple more sets of eyes on this. But yeah, at the bottom level, we need people who hate cops. Going yeah. through their footage and looking at their uh, their all of their body cam shit, and if you say twenty years ago I'd have killed you, okay, pull this whole fucking file. I need all of it right now. This guy's a psycho. Start to get the body cams. We need yeah. to see everything. Yeah, but man. we don't have that. But we don't have that. What we have is 
you go down to the office and say, I need a piece of paper so I can file a complaint on a cop. And they say, why? What do you want it for? And you might fuck around and get arrested going to file a complaint against the cop. That's the world we live in. Right. So where all of your 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 um, supposed rights can be violated at any time. Like I said, man, it's a it's a tragic thing. What I've surmised at this point is that, yeah, all of the politicians are paid for. Um, the ones that aren't corrupt aren't going to be effectual just because of how outnumbered they are. And I think that everybody's blackmailed. I think I think that this is what everything that was speculation conspiracy theory this jelaine maxwell shit it, it just put it on front street to where it's undeniable you lost the footage of dude getting killed you lost the footage of him trying to commit suicide you lost all of the footage confiscated everything that was still hard copies the black books all of the flight logs you suppressed all of that and sealed it away all of that tells me is at least 90% of everybody that makes the decisions about how we all live, they were all on that island. All of them. All of them were on that island. And there's a reason why they were on that island is because when a vote comes up, are you going to do the right thing? Or are you going to do what's in the interest of the people that got you on video fucking 16-year-olds? And to be fair, I don't know how much of a problem I have with them being on an island fucking 16-year-olds. Oh, Hear me shit. out. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Hear me out. Okay? When you... Because I look at this as kind of like the Harvey Weinstein thing. We know about the women who have integrity, chastity, you know, sense of self-worth, or maybe they're just not that calculated. That they got propositioned, hey... I'm a disgusting fat pig, but I've got money and access. I can get you into the Golden Globes. I can get you an Emmy. I can get you an Oscar, whatever the fuck. I can get you, I can get you on the route to you're not even going to care about how gross my balls were, okay? Because you're going to be living in a mansion. You're going to be living a movie star dreamscape lifestyle. So you got to deal with some ugly, wrinkly balls. And I'm fat, so I probably got to smell... They're going to have to endure something. And some of these women took a calculated business decision. And they said, you know what? I fucked shittier dudes for less opportunity. What the hell? Have at it. And they have no problems with it. No problems with it. You know how much Meryl Streep loves Harvey Weinstein? She loves them. Yeah. She went on to have a wonderful career. If it all started with one blowjob... Does she look back on her life and say, you know what? It wasn't worth it. No. She's one of the satisfied customers. She's one of the people who said, you know what? This is a sound business decision. I'm just going to deal with these gross balls and start bringing, some, start bringing <laughs> home some spirits. And I got this fly-ass fireplace with a bomb-ass mantle. I'm going to fill it with Oscars because I blew Harvey Weinstein. And she looks back and has no regrets. Right. I think was on Kate Beckinsale. Not as accomplished, not as uh, renowned as Meryl Streep. She was like, "He is gross." No, he couldn't have this pussy. <laughs> I won't allow it. Okay? She hasn't gone as far. She hasn't been in a lot of movies since then. I don't know. What's the latest Kate Beckinsale movie? I don't know. 
Right. But the point is, some people were pissed at it. Some people made a calculated business decision, didn't have a problem with it. When you look at a lot of these girls that gave interviews about the Epstein shit, okay? I didn't have no money. I was away from home. I was getting bought expensive. It is the exact same sugar baby relationship that 24 months later is just as gross, but completely legal. So we're saying, okay, in 24 months, you're still going to be a desperate ditz, but we're completely okay with this. It's okay to exploit an 18-year-old, but not a 16-year-old. And that so much is changing with the brain chemistry or the brain is changing. It's so fundamentally changed in those 24 months that all of a sudden where you had no idea what was going on, all of a sudden it clicks and you're like, okay, I understand all of this now, but I didn't understand it before. Nope, I don't buy it. And the reason is I was a 15 year old boy. I banged some women that were uh, adults. I knew what I was doing. Nobody held a gun to my head. I absolutely understood. And when I was 18, I kept banging. And from 18 to 15, there was some growth. But in far, as far as that one area that I just, I totally didn't know as much. I wasn't capable of making a decision. No. But I got to look at a girl and say, you know what? She's dumb. She, she can't do it. They have, they have tiny bird brains and they can't think this. No, of course they can. Of course they can. And when I was in high school, I saw bitches get picked up by their 22-year-old boyfriends. I'm 14 and I'm walking to the bus. Hey, where are you going? Oh, my boyfriend's picking me up. You sorry bitch. I can't even try to talk to you because I'm 14 and I don't have a car. You're 14 and you're going home with your 22-year-old boyfriend. And I'm sure he's not fucking you before he drops you off. Of course not. Parents know. Right. Come on. So this idea that at 16, none of these girls knew. And again, not all of these girls came and testified. They're like, yo, I got a lot of nice shit. Matter of fact, we've created a whole industry on Instagram based on that model. Hey, you're hot. I'm rich. You want to come hang out? I'll buy you stuff if you let me do stuff to you. Okay. That's a, yeah. that's a business model on Instagram right now. Absolutely. So. And I would go so far as to say, obviously, the government agrees with me because they're not prosecuting any of these people. Now, they do want their taxes, it, though. They do. They do. <laughs> Whatever money Ghislaine Maxwell made, they're like, yo, you got to hand that over. I don't care how you made the money. I just know you owe me 40 percent. So I hand it over. So what I would say is if it was truly trafficked kids nine, 10 year old kids kidnapped, like in all of these QAnon horror story videos, I'd be like, okay, okay. Um, this is definitely the time um, to start letting all of your uh, anti-government, anti-police rage out. Like they basically just covered up that operation, right? But what this was is, eh, it's some teenage girls who are probably gonna end up being strippers anyway. Nobody really gives a fuck. Okay. I, I, you know what? I won't even fight with you on that logic because obviously that's how you feel. But clearly, clearly, you wanted it to be in your back pocket that anybody who was anybody 
even if they showed up and didn't do anything, you've got video of everybody. And to say that it wasn't government initiated and government sanctioned and government over, why is it all sealed? It's sealed because that's how our government gets cooperation from all, it's how it guarantees that if you're anybody that's anybody, we have something that can destroy your life. We have something that can destroy your credibility. And for some of you, like, because Epstein was who Epstein was, look, we're never gonna let that story hit the light of day. Hey, I wanna report on this. I got all the facts. No, bitch, shut up, you can't. Okay, you like eating, right? You like having a job, right? Yeah, I like eating, having a job. All right, bitch, and you're gonna shut up. You're not gonna say anything. And she didn't, and the story was suppressed. And people in there were like, yo, this is wild. Like, I'm gonna leak this shit out because clearly there's something going on, which means if they got you on tape and they don't like you, or if you don't go along with them, oh yeah, that's not only is that information gonna get leaked, the media is gonna beat people over the head with it. Yo, you know that person that voted not to fuck all the people over? He was on an island fucking kids. So what do you care more about? That he was one of the only people standing up so that you weren't robbed out of more of your money so you can pay for police that abuse you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thrown out of libraries that you own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy stood up for you and said, hey, this is wrong, stop robbing them. But you know what? He was on an island, like every single one of them, <laughs> doing things to underage girls. But those tapes are never gonna see the light of day. But this guy, that video is gonna make the rounds. So People when you don't know care, bro. They, they're lying to themselves. They they should just release all the information anyway because nobody fucking cares. People couldn't even decide whether they wanted to stop listening to R. Kelly or not after hit like you know. Well, should I stop watching the Cosby Show if Bill if Bill Cosby raped fifty women? Like they, people don't give a shit. They don't give a shit, and they're gonna forget about it soon anyway. Especially if the person who was on the island is on their side on other shit. That's do you when, think <laughs> that's when this all goes away? He's like, well, he's a he's a fucking libertarian, and he doesn't want big government. So if if all he needs is a little bit of weekend sex with it, possibly, I mean, what is really underage anyway? That's that's the conversation that's going to happen. And, and and dude, do you think they just found out this week? that they weren't going to charge those those prison workers. Right. Oh, oh no, they did that on purpose. That was a statement. That was a yeah. statement. They said it the 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 motion, if I read it correctly, the motion to drop the charges happened like 3 weeks ago. But it didn't actually get, you know, the stamp put on it until right in the middle of the trial. Media, which says a lot. Media is intelligence. It's one in the same. When you started getting paranoid on your Facebook profile at some point, when you're like, oh, it's telling me what books I've read. And it asks you, hey, what books do you like? Hey, what movies do you like? And you think, oh, you know, I, 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 I'm giving into my narcissist impulse. And you know what? I, I think other people should know what movies I like. They should know what books I like. I mean, I'm on here. And I'm meeting strangers and I'm mingling and people need to know. I want to know about them, but more important than anything, they need to know about me. And at some point you realize, oh, this is an intelligent agency dossier that I'm creating for them. 
And it's always under the guise of, no, 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 it's just so we can advertise to you. We want to advertise to you. Well, bitch, every time you got a chance to give it to the government, you do. So you're not gathering all this information for the advertisers. That's the guys. Hey, we're watching all this shit monitoring because we want to be able to advertise more better. That's all we're doing. We're targeted advertising. Hey, uh, knock, knock, knock. Uh, we need to know about this guy. He was at the January 6th shit. Can we have all the shit? Absolutely. Yes, sir. You can. Here's it all. Here's the Verizon cell phone records. Here's the Bank of America credit card transactions. You can triangulate everything, pinpoint exactly what was going on at any time. Have at it. Government, you want it? But wait a minute. You, you asked me for my consent, and you, you told me you were just getting this information so you could advertise to me better. Yeah, and we are. And when the government asks for it, we're going to give it to them. So it's, it's all a semantic game that it's not an intelligence agency. It's absolutely an intelligent agency operation. All of this shit is interconnected. Social media, the, the news, um, the CIA, all of that shit is just one and the same at this point. And so, yeah, I absolutely feel like they were making a statement on that. And that's why they controlled when the information came out. We're going to finalize it now. We're going to get a conviction by then. And matter of fact, um, there was all these girls on the island that they didn't even call to the trial. There was girls saying like, yeah, I took some Epstein dick. It was an egg. Can I come testify? No, bitch. We don't need you to testify. Well, don't you want to know all the facts? You silly bitch. You think <laughs> you think this trial is for us <laughs> to get facts and what's going on? This is this is totally a fucking show. This is to pretend as if we're looking into this. And if you're paying attention, you're like, oh, everything that Alex Jones said about the way our government works is absolutely correct. And most people, it's not because they're dumb. I'm not one of those people. Everybody's dumb, bro. Nobody knows. <laughs> no, man, they're living their life. Nobody has, unless you're just into this type of shit because you're curious about it or fascinated about it. Nobody who's actually doing a good job at life has any time for this kind of shit. Yeah. Nobody. There, there, mm. There's nobody who just had a baby. And his wife was like, honey, can you help me? You know, I'm exhausted. My titties hurt. I've been feeding this son of a bitch just for hours. And can I get you to do this and this? Hold on, honey. I need to know if our government's ran by a shadow agency. I've got about 16 more hours of bit shoot videos to watch. So I can get to the truth, right? Nobody <laughs> has fucking time for that. Oh, if if the truth is a fucking ulcer, then you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this shit it's it's bad, but I, I can't help feel like um, the only way out of this truly is more discomfort. Uh, the more comfortable people are, the more laid back they are, the less these things affect their absolute lives. Like even the people who plug into the media all day and get pissed and and, and watching all this shit, it's really that's the only way it's affecting their lives is because they choose to plug into it. So until these things really start to affect the average person and we start to see across tribal lines and not just think, oh, it's bothering my people, but it's not bothering their people, so it's unfair. Like, when everybody can start to start to agree that the unnecessary 
pressure and it's all coming from the same direction that the corruption and the, and the shit that trickles down all the way from the top to local government and police and all of that shit comes from somewhere it's coming from a concentrated haven where they carry all of this shit out and we put them there we put them all there because we've been under delusions for a hundred years we've been getting in these fucking silly ass psychological frenzies about who's going to fix the problem it's my guy's going to fix it your guy's a piece of shit your guy's black my guy's a republican none of it makes any sense and if i'm not mistaken i'm I'm not going to assume to be correct here you you correct me if i'm wrong but i haven't been looking at politics like this for for most of my life i haven't paid much attention but as far as i know none of them have ever really done what they said they were going to do when they were on the campaign trail versus what actually happened when they got to the office they were elected to. And second, none of them have ever truly done anything to re- to relieve some of the day-to-day pressure that the overwhelming majority of the country is experiencing. Those are not the laws being written. They're not trying to help you. They, they, they put you into more debt. And the people, one of my favorites was the the health insurance, the Obamacare, right? I know that's not fair to call it that, but that's how everybody knows it, Obamacare. That was one of my favorites because it really showed you how easy it is to be othered by people that you thought were your friends and people you thought were kind of in the same existence as you, especially with inside the hip hop community. I'm watching people start to say, no, yeah, this this is a good thing because people need to have health insurance. So I'm like, wait. You got people who uh, who are just existing on the planet, just living. And then now, if they don't have health insurance, they're in debt and they can have their wages garnished, not wages, but their like tax return garnished or some shit like that for not having health insurance. And so in the difference, I had to point out to a lot of people, they say, oh, it's just like having a driver's license. You got to no, incorrect. A driver's license is so you can exercise the privilege, not the right, the privilege to drive a car. That's why you need a driver's license. Also, it doesn't cost you every month to have a driver's license or have an insurance for your car cost because you drive the car. The cost of this insurance is is because you exist. You live in this country on earth. Now you have more debt to deal with. That was one of the worst things I ever seen. But so many people just jumped on it, like, yeah, because if you if you get break your arm, if you fall and break your arm, I shouldn't have to pay for it. What what are you what are you talking about? You shouldn't have to pay for it. You know how much shit you pay for that you probably wouldn't want to pay for, but you have no other choice because you're getting jacked. Right. You're getting jacked. You have no say. If somebody snatches your wallet out of your pocket and slaps you across the face, you don't get to follow them to the store and tell them not to buy beer because it's not good for you. Like you, You've lost all control over the money that they stole from you. And that's your tax dollars, bro. You don't get to say what they do with it. Like, they took that shit. They didn't ask for it. I mean, you could try. You could right. go down to the local place and, like, you know, make some noise. We want better street lights, And they might put a pacifier in your mouth. You, you might be able to get a pothole fix or some shit like that. But... You don't get a say in what happens with this money. I just think that was one of the the best examples of how easy it is to divide people on some shit that seems to be extremely simple. They're not doing anything in our favor. And when I say our favor, I mean, like I said, the overwhelming majority of the country. They're not they're not there for you. For sure. And, and, And you'll go to one of those things and you'll shout, this is what democracy looks like. And you'd be absolutely right. 
because you went and you kvetched and you got sent home and nothing changed. Right. That is what democracy looks like. You get to go and bitch about it. But and if I'm not mistaken, um, income tax was supposed to be temporary. I could be wrong on that. I think it was around World War Two where we were like, look, we need to institute this so we can get the money on the front end. We got to fight for this war. I could be wrong. I think that's and it was supposed to be temporary. And then they were like, well, shit. Yeah, we're getting true. like sent right off the top. Well, no, yeah. we're not giving this back. We're not going back to the old way. It's like now we got this more money than we ever. We'll just find something else to do with it. Yeah, that was it like, Abraham hey, Lincoln. Here's your money back. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln in 1861 convinced Congress to pass the Revenue Act and impose a temporary 3% tax on incomes over $800 as an emergency measure to help finance the massive military expenditures required by the Civil War. Temporary. Temporary. Yeah. Yeah, and and I'm I'm pretty sure. Of course, we've talked about this before. There's a hundred ways to point out why this shit is ridiculous and how they tax the same money a hundred times. You know, with every every step of the way, it's like it's like having a highway and there's toll bridges every five miles. Right, right. It's like, wait, didn't I just like yeah, that was that stretch of road back there. This is a whole new stretch of road. It's like yeah, but <laughs> I'm still I'm still traveling. That was like six minutes ago. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Hey, or we're calling the cops to kick your fucking teeth out. This is why. (laughs) Who's going to throw people out of the library if we don't pay our taxes? Listen, this is why I don't donate to the fucking Red Cross. Like, yo, they're just a disaster. Aren't you going to donate? Fuck no, I'm not going to donate. If we've got trillions and trillions of dollars that we've already pulled together as a country... And you don't have the resources to go fix the problem, something is fundamentally broken. You had one job, B. You had one job. Right. Like, supposed to be responsible for the citizens. Yes, there's going to be um, emergencies that come up. You have FEMA. You literally have a branch, not a branch of the government, but an agency. Their whole existence is hey, there could be an emergency. We need to take care of it. All right. Well, I show that I paid taxes. I show that you're a tax-funded operation. Guess what? There was an emergency. It's your time to shine. And they're like, look, we're just not going to be able to handle it. Can you give some money to the Red Cross? The Red Cross is, why the fuck is the Red Cross going out there to fix it? You're the federal emergency shit or whatever. Mm. You know, like, it's already paid for. What are you doing with the fucking money? You're not solving any problems. You're not doing shit. You're not doing shit. So I get it. I get it. Keep it in Bitcoin. Never give it up. When they knock at your door, tell them it's tied up and wait till they send you the bill. And then get an attorney to fight it. (laughs) Drag it out. Yeah. That's the game. Cool. That's what they do. That's what they do. They put it, you know, put it in the offshore account. They they just go through all the right channels and nobody bothers them. They all yep. know what they're doing. They probably all use the same bank and shit. You know, it's not like a secret. They know what's going on, but we're so busy demonizing the people who use the system as it was set up to be used because we think you should write that part out. It's like, no, they wrote that part in so you can use the same shit. You do the same thing. Fuck it. See what see what happens. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It, it's all a it's all a big fucking game, and uh, I personally think uh, Od- 
by the way, did you see uh, the movie on Netflix called Don't Look Up? Oh, everybody's been telling me about it. They're like, you got to watch it. You got to watch yeah. it. So I'm actually supposed to watch it with the wife tonight. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I'm, it's super simple. It's one oh, of those parody. Look, I'm spoiling yeah. everything about Sekiro. I'm ruining everything for everybody. Let's just ruin it for people. Okay. Yeah, I heard it's, it's a parody. Entire. But it's, it's about great. everybody being concerned about shit that doesn't matter. It's like, look, uh, there's a meteorite going to kill us all. Yeah, but you know, what about this other shit that we could be upset about? That's what I heard. It's basically just a huge fuck you to modern culture about why none of it works and how yeah. people aren't really concerned about what's important. No, it's hilarious. But I have an extra take, and I'm sure people with minds similar to ours probably got a similar vibe from it. So I've heard a lot of people uh, invoke idiocracy because it's one of those things you watch it and it's funny, but then it leaves a bad taste in your mouth because of how true it is. You know, you can't really completely take it as a joke because it's like this hitting a little bit too close to home. And I'm going to take it one step further and say, I feel like that movie was the official annou- official announcement that scientists found a planet-killing comet headed towards Earth. That, that's our announcement. That's the warning that we get. I don't think the shit that happened in in this, the satirical part of it, like that was all funny and shit, how the government would try to spin it into a campaign. Like that's cute. That's funny. But in real life, in real life, they just leave. I don't think they tell nobody nothing. I think we would just see some spaceships take off one day and be like, hmm, what was that? I haven't heard anything from the government or Elon Musk in a couple months. They haven't been tweeting in the last couple weeks. That Dave Chappelle prophesized about have left us. Yeah. Space Jews have exodus. <laughs> the space juice. The soul the space juice. I, I was quoting Dave Chappelle. Forgive me. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, the space juice. I feel yeah, that's what I feel like. I feel like they just leave. They wouldn't tell us anything and we'd just be left here to fend for ourselves, which is the premise of two awesome movies that that was created by the greatest think tank to ever exist. Yeah. Eye on Sky. <laughs> and, and back to Earth. It was the two of the greatest <laughs> movies that ever. I'm telling you, it's going to happen, and people are going to love it because of how true it is and how much of a beautiful, happy ending one of those movies will have. <laughs> <laughs> no bitch, you left. You left, and we figured out how to work the cannon. We can't come back. Right, right. So it turns listen, out that shit. you guys leaving was the only thing that we really needed. Listen, everybody's getting along. It's going swimmingly. Okay. There's plenty of food for everybody. There's no shit in the ocean. Just, just mountains and mountains of toxic shit. It's all gone. It's all. It turned out we just needed you fucks to leave for a couple hundred years, and things couldn't be better. I'm not gonna lie. There was some growing pains. Oh yeah. It was a rough 30 years right. when it became dystopian. When we started trading, you know, uh, nickels. And ports and and fingers, you know, for goods and services. When it just got bad, when <laughs> humanity hasn't put up those kind of rape numbers since you know thousands and thousands of years oh, ago. Yeah. Shit was pretty so bad we, for a while there, but but we got right. through it. <laughs> and listen, and, and, and never since we actually lived in original caves was there this much brutality. Not the stackable caves that we enjoy now, but original caves. 
There's never, ever been. And once we got rid of your global conspiracy theory bullshit, the planet is hotter than ever. Canada is a fucking paradise. Everybody loves it. We're all bronzed. Nobody's getting skin cancer because nobody's using sunscreen. It's, it's great. It's great. You motherfuckers conspiring to keep the world cold indefinitely is what was holding us back. As soon as you left and we started getting this bitch hot, the, the entire planet became the temperate zone. Just on the poles, that's the only place there's ice. That's it. That's it. Every other place, everybody's growing food. The Sahara Desert's now a rainforest. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> it's great. You were holding us back with your technology and your witty fucking inventions. I'll, I'll take it a step further. This is, this is when my conspiracy theory mind really starts going. Gets to run and be unchecked, unabated, just continues. What I think is this whole shit about the need for advancement. There's never an equilibrium where we say, okay, we can do shit a hundred times faster than before. So we all get to do a hundred percent less work and just enjoy time with our families and a peaceful civilization. No, 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 no. The quotas just go up. And so we need to invent someone to do it more efficient. We need a new technology to make it even faster. So this, this compulsion um, is outlined in the Bible. As soon as they leave, not you believe it or don't believe it, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. It's the allegory that matters. So they leave paradise where there's an equilibrium, right? There's no farming. There's no agriculture. A mist just came up. That's not a magical mist. That's just horticulture. If you don't fuck up your environment, your environment just can't stop. Your environment is just, is just jizzing fruits and vegetables all over you. It can't stop. The sun shines, the water falls, you walk around, holy shit, there's food. But at some point, humans were like, look, this is a pretty good situation. But what if we got some fucking metal sticks and started taking other people's shit? Well, that takes technology. Let's do it. Let's fucking get some <laughs> right. technology. So Fuck the natural. Race. Right. And it never stopped. And the weapons got to be better. And the communication technology has to be faster. And co tribalistic competition, making it go further and further and further and further and further. And if you approached me and said, you know what? There was some shit of the gods. There was some, I'm going to teach you this, I'm going to teach you that. We're going to see the planet. And we're going to have all these little tribes that compete. And we're going to cultivate this shit until eventually... Somebody brings it all together. Somebody makes it all happen. There's a one world government. There's a, there's a unified system to satisfy the space pedophiles when they return or whatever the fuck it is. So then I start to think it's like, you know why nobody really gives a fuck? Like everything's got blood on it. It's cause shit is just so convenient. Shit is, shit is so convenient that I almost feel like the whole Epstein shit with blackmail, I feel like that shit is with all of us. Like, the pedophile aliens show up, and they're like, wait a minute, I wasn't on the island. Look at your shoes, though, B. Look at your phone. You got some of it. You Isn't that, tech, isn't that a comfort? You gotta, like, you're in on it. 
like this pursuit for technology that gets shared with everybody else, it comes at a price, right? It comes at a price and it kind of almost is like, they can look at us and be like, you know what, you're a part of it too. You're in on it too. I'd always think of that George Carlin quote where he's like, look, the blood is on everybody's hands. It's just a matter of degree. It's just a matter of degree. And I feel like that's a big part of what keeps us pacified. Like, look, if I'm keeping you entertained, I'm sharing the technology with you 30 years later, and you're using it for fucking basically novelty, and you got all these conveniences, like, can you really rail against it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can. if you're, if your remote had a thousand bodies on it, like there's a thousand dead babies that, that that's what this lithium remote battery is made out of. Your remote is always going to change the channel with precision. It's never going to run out of juice. It's always going to work, right? This is a, you don't need it. You don't even need the TV, but you got it and you like it, right? And you don't want to get up and fucking hit the button every time you want to change the channel. So we're giving you this baby cranium lithium battery. It came at the expense of a thousand dead babies. You're not going to throw the remote away. You're going to go, I didn't crush their heads in and shape it into a lithium battery. What now? Why baby skulls are needed for a lithium battery? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I'm just <laughs> saying if that's how they were made, people at the end of the day would basically just be like, you know, it's convenient. I like it. I, I, I couldn't imagine a life that exists without it. And so I think there's some sort of like karmic agreement or just something, because there's something that happens, I found with some people where nobody's watching. You could potentially get away with it. And at the end of the day, it's not illegal. It's not illegal. But there's something in you that says, you know what? I just wouldn't feel right about this. I could technically get away with it. It would improve my condition, but something, it just, something about it feels uneasy to me. I know some people that have that. I don't think everybody has that, but I think that that's the strategy is for the people that have that. It's like, okay, you don't want to be on this evil shit that we're on, but to some degree you're, you're enjoying the spoils. So when the alien pedophiles show up, we could point at you and say, yeah, 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 you're, you're in on it too. You didn't go to the island and fuck the underage sugar babies. You didn't do that, but you have a remote. Yes. <laughs> and you, you wear Nikes, so come with us. You, you have something, you know what I mean? Like I think about that sometimes, and I'm, I'm not saying that's what happened, is what's going on. But you know, when NASA comes out and says, look, uh, we uh, just hired 24 theologians to come on in the consulting capacity, because we need to know what people would think if aliens showed up. How would the religious community respond? So that tells me, like, either we're about to see something or some shit is about to happen that um, people are going to fall for. Like, oh, because it, it, what a great distraction from all the fuckery. Yes, we're killing people by withholding life-saving medicine. Yes, all of this COVID shit is a hoax. 
yes, we're fucking kids on islands, but look in the sky, it's an alien. Now what? Oh, fuck, I guess if there's aliens, none of this other shit matters, right? So I I think they're going to show us some aliens, and maybe the aliens are real, maybe they're not. But if they are real, I have a sneaking suspicion that they they taught all of these people what they know to, to keep this to keep this thing going on that there's a record of it from the beginning of human history. Somebody knows when the sun is going to get blackened out and they get to fuck all the bitches if they predict it. Where did right. they get the knowledge from? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was from the last time everything fell apart because people needed remote controls badly. So I don't know. That, that, that's my conspiracy shit. The alien pedophiles uh, are coming back. They're going to want an accounting for everything that's happened. Uh, the people in charge in, in their agreement are like, look, we got to have all of this shit in line before our alien pedophile overloads or interdimensional beings show up. We got to have everybody in line. So get a vaccine passport, get everything in order, um, fuck kids on islands and blackmail politicians as fast as you can. Because we got to get ready. The shit's about to go down. We got to get everything in order. This is, is, everybody's complicit, and that's the way they wanted it. I think, um, I think that's a, a, a excellent insight about how all the technology and everything else was basically just one big-ass arms race disguised as, uh, you know, human progress. <laughs> and, and it's true. It's true. They laid it out so that we all could be complicit and in the way that we want to live our lives with the convenience that we want to have, we do contribute to a lot of fuckery and no, not very many people are willing to, uh, to put their comfort to the side and, and in their defense, in our defense, I say one little part in our defense is that we understand that there's no solidarity in humans. So I think most of us, the, the first question you ask yourself Right. And when you're pissed off about the conglomerates and the billionaires, how do, what do I do? What do I, okay. I, I don't shop at Amazon anymore. It doesn't matter because 350 million other people are still going to do it. If there was any solidarity and we knew that we could uh, bring people together for a common cause to snipe shit out of existence by removing our attention and our revenue from it and just crashing your whole shit. I think if we knew we had that kind of power, we do it more often. And that may be the example that the woke mob is trying to set. That could be the example that Antifa is trying to set. You know, because the more shit that you look at, the more this whole thing develops and unfolds, how long can you really stay on that, you know, uh, Antifa was out of line train of thought? Like, how long do you get to stay there realistically if this is what you believe about the world? If the folders are sealed, that tells you who were the people who were pedophiles and flying around. Like, if that gets sealed up and this guy's dead, no rec- no recourse for that. He's just, I know we don't even have to talk about him no more. The people who, uh, I'm, well, people who were at the very least were negligent in allowing him to die. No charges are brought up against them. And that's with everything else that we know about humanity from the last 500 years. These are the cherries that we've put on top. If this is what we know about the world, how long can you say setting fires is off the table? <laughs> like, because as far as I'm concerned, what I what I believe, right? What I want to do is completely withdraw, because I believe that 
those options that they left us on the table is their way. I don't believe it's the way. I think it's their way. I think those ways work specifically for them. It's like trying to fight a dolphin underwater. That's their domain. Heartlessness, lack of compassion, a cold boot to the face. That's their domain. That's their habitat. So we're people who are trying to... Dolphins are one of the animals that rape aggressively. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You drag them out of the water and stab them in the blowhole. Fuck them. (laughs) (laughs) But if if this is what's happening, how how long do we deal with this shit in that way? I I think I want to be aligned with compassion, right? But if you have a disagreement between somebody who doesn't care about human life and another person who cares deeply about human life, the person who doesn't care about human life has more tools at their disposal to end the conflict. That's just the that's just the facts, because you're not going to whisper to him about meditating and maybe you need a hug. He's just going to stab you 300 times. It doesn't matter. Like, so none of the shit you're talking about matters. So it, it's a super difficult place to be. I just want to withdraw. I want I'm not down with the, the protesting and all that shit because I, I really, truly at the core of my being. I just think it's not going to it doesn't do anything because it, that's their domain. They're prepared for that. They have a whole police force full of mindless dogs who will do anything they're told to do. So if you got a if you got a nice guy, you got a nice compassionate guy, right? With a and his and he tells and you got another old guy over here who's evil. The dogs who belong to the 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 people who own them are only going to do what they tell them. A dog doesn't have a conscience like if a if some evil serial killer has raised this dog from a puppy and he kidnaps the kid and he tells the dog to go chew the kid's calf muscle off, the dog's not going to look up at him like, buddy, it's just a little kid. Why should I chew their calf muscle off? He's going to bite them. He's, he's going to do what he does. And that's what the police are. They don't have a conscience to be like, no, Captain, I don't think we should fuck these protesters up. They're just standing here with signs. They woke up this morning hungry to fuck up protesters. That's what they do. That's what they train to do. They've been indoctrinated the whole time. They take any type of, uh, even if you're just expressing your rights and, and you're well within your rights to do what you do, they take that as a personal slight. If a cop says, yo, go stand over there, and you say, well, this is a free country and this is a public sidewalk, I'm not, bang, punching the mouth, putting handcuffs. And, and everybody else who sees that, they're going to say, you should respect authority. They're not going to say, yo, that cop's a psycho, fire him. They're going to say, well, you can't be doing things that are constitutionally protected if a cop tells you not to. You just got to, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what people say. Until, until it's your wife who gets pulled right. out of your Bentley, well, that, that, you know, that's highly unlikely to happen, right? Because the cop sees a woman driving a Bentley. He's not going to talk shit to her because who knows? This is a Bentley. This guy is obviously rich. He might have friends. out of your 93 Toyota to there sell. You there you they go. make an example out of her. Right, right. Because, yeah, if you, it's all about the status. They do not fuck with people who look like they have status because you don't know who his friends are. Because that's the one way you can fuck yourself. Because if your captain gets a call from the mayor and says, yeah. my, my daughter was driving drunk and your homeboy gave him a ticket, that's your ass. I don't give a yeah. fuck if she was driving drunk. That's your ass, buddy. So if this is the... We all understand this. And I think the sooner people get it out of their heads that you're going to be able to hop the fence one day 
one day you go be on the other side of the fence and then you can spit on the protesters too. Like that, you, you're not getting in. It's a closed system. That game's not for you. You know what I'm saying? If that's not for you, you're different. You're a whole nother species from but these even people. If you, even if you could, I think that's the difference in humanity. Those are truly the only two sides. There's no other, there's no other partition between people that really matters except that. There's people that even if they got on the other side, they wouldn't be with that shit. It, it, it would so not resonate with them that they just, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. Like, nah, I don't want to fuck somebody over just because I can. Like, that's right. the whole thing about the allure of power and the unfortunate reason why most people who would wield it righteously never get it. Because you don't have the skill set or you don't have the personality type that it's going to be, you're not going to be effective. You're not going to be effective in your climb for power. Because like you said, there's a level of ruthlessness that if you value human life and somebody doesn't, you know, they're always going to have the upper hand. So you're not going to wrestle power away from people like that if you plan on getting on that side and doing something righteous with it. So it's just, it sucks, but I, I think it, it just makes it clear in case anybody was wondering. Um, I'm kind of back on some Illuminati shit. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to phrase it or order it in that way, you know, because of all the things that come with it. But I definitely feel like if you got to a position of power in this paradigm, there's something kind of fucked up with you. That doesn't mean you can't get money. That doesn't mean you can't be successful. That doesn't mean like, hey, we should all just give up. But if, if you have any kind of real power and real influence to where you can call the captain, because I could see myself being a billionaire and never calling the police captain and saying, you need to change this or change that. You know, I don't like this motherfucker. Can you pull him over and fuck with him? You know, right. but I feel like if you get there, there's no question. And, and same thing about the police. You know, at, at this point, if you are a person that would be like, nah, it's his constitutional right. I'm not throwing him out of the library. Fuck you. You've already been fired. You've yeah. already been fired. You've been driven to quit. Yeah. There, there's nobody on the police force right now that has that mentality. It's just, it is what it is. And, it, and, it, and it's sad because you don't want to, you don't want to, um, you know, lump people in, in groups and say, okay, well, if you're this, then that, and, you know, hey, how you doing? Because um, I wouldn't say, you know, all cops are bad. No, but the cops that are left, depending on the area that you live in, you know, it really matters about your local government. But for the most part, yeah, man, I think every police officer who's like, hey, no, I'm, I'm here to protect people's rights. <laughs> like, bitch, they got rid of you a long time ago. You were you were purged. Yeah, you have disqualified yourself several times on the way up the uh, up the ladder. There were yeah. there were situations that you might not have noticed. There were opportunities that that you had to kick a person while they were down, and you didn't take those opportunities. And all the other people around you took note. So yep. that means you don't get invited to certain shit. You know they know what they're gonna be doing at this party. So don't even invite Evans. He's a piece of shit. Meaning he doesn't cheat on his wife. We're gonna have strippers. So fuck Evans. Don't even call him. Don't even call him. He's gonna ruin the fucking party. And they know that. They understand that. Now I I understand it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I got friends 
who engages certain activities that they would never think to call or invite me to. Or, and, and I don't take it personally. I understand. That means they know me enough to understand that this is not something I would want to be taking part in. That means that they care enough to, if they call me like, yo, we're going to have strippers and cocaine. What you doing tonight? I'll be like, what the fuck? <laughs> who did you just call? Did you miss dial, motherfucker? Like, but people know. So that same shit happens when you work certain jobs and, and you know you get opportunities for management. Same thing with police. I guarantee you, there's a beat cop somewhere right now who told his partner, "Hey, don't kick that guy in the teeth. He's already got handcuffs on." That motherfucker's been passed over for five promotions so far. <laughs> guarantee. But the guy who kicked the teeth of the handcuffed man, he's a sergeant now. Not only is he a sergeant, he's the only one that has access to the internal affairs investigation <laughs> where that dude's profile is a matter of record that right. he's a piece of shit who won't kick people in the teeth when right. they're already on the ground. Right, right. Like, like, what about that's... this guy? He's been here eight years. He hasn't been promoted yet. Well, should, we, uh, should we bump him up? Nah, fuck that guy. He don't like teeth kicking. I was out with him on patrol one night. I was going to set a bum on fire. He told me not to. <laughs> Fucking fuck that guy. No, you know what he had the nerve to say say to me? He said, I'm so glad that this isn't 24 years ago and we can't get away with murder. That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, you're gone. You're done. You're done. And we're going to fire him two years before his pension kicks in. Fuck that guy. Yeah, let's, let's milk him for another 12 years. <laughs> right? And let's, <laughs> two weeks before he gets uh. his pension, um, that's when all the female cops are going to come out and say, oh, yeah, I definitely got harassed. I was Absolutely. super harassed. It's sad. It's a joy. Like we can laugh about it because we're not in the middle of the apocalypse right now. But it's it's sad. It's sad. And the only reason it doesn't bring me down and depress me is because I feel like I've discovered the recipe to circumvent that shit. At least personally, I feel like I, I've discovered the recipe. Knowing that it's metaphysics or we're fucked just makes me feel better. Because I'm a fan of metaphysics. I'm a fan of that shit. And I feel like uh, if it's not about, I know, not to make this about what other people do with their lives, but I, I just feel like we're at a stage right now where things are evolving very quickly. You know, we're starting to see a lot more shit that we didn't have access to before. And even though these things are happening right in front of our faces, and it sort of looks like blatant disrespect, it's people in power. But that's hubris, my friend. And if you know anything about spiritual systems, we know what most of them tell you about hubris. It, it will be punished. Pride cometh before the fall, right? And they are proud. They're beating their chest. They're showing you that you're powerless. And listen, there's only one other place to go from there. It's going to be a yeah, really but, hard tumble. But why, why, why was the three CNN producers arrested like in two weeks for fucking kids? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know what? They probably weren't going through the right channels to get the kids that they were banging. That's what that was. They was going, they was all off the plantation. It was like, wait, what, you got them from Mexico? No, you can't do that. No, no, we don't do that here. You got to go through the proper channels. They're like, wait, you got a 12-year-old? No, you're a real sicko. We start at 15. Dude, 15 and up, we can do, but you had a 12-year-old, you go to jail. Oh, who one knows? Them, it's all arbitrary. One of them was nine for the CNN producer. Oh, and well, yeah. I yeah. fired from the CIA. One of them was two. And none of them got prosecuted. 
not on the CNA, the, the CIA, the CNN, all of those dudes at least got arrested. We'll see what happens to them. I, I got a feeling there might be some more missing guard footage. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a scene from Oz. It's going to be like the Oz <laughs> season finale, <laughs> like American Me, <laughs> some of that action. But yeah, that's, no, that's, this, that's crazy, but, bro. The CIA. I, no, I'm, I, I'm 100% on board with you. I think it's a, I think you're you couldn't be any more right because um if you get depressed and upset because because that's another that's another trick about being informed you know it, it, there, there's a there's a point I kind of understand now why some of the older people were like yo you read too much stop reading so much there's a there's a point where you just start breaking your own spirit with information. You know, and if you recognize within yourself that you're not in a point, if you're not in a headspace to even engage in some of this shit, you really shouldn't. There's no point. Because like you said, you come to it, you come to some understanding of conclusions, you get introduced to some information and you say, well, look, if we're not all quitting Amazon, what's the point? What's the point if I just make my life harder and my immediate family, the people that I love and care about and the people around me, you know, if I reject it, but I make my life harder and all of their lives harder, but nobody's going to be in it with me, uh, this is ineffectual. All I've done is made everyone miserable around me. Right. Like I'm just making my life harder. So if you, if you, if you, if you come to a place where you start getting upset and you're angry all the time, you're not even going to enjoy your life. And so now you've fucked yourself twice. You've come to terms with this, some really ugly shit in the world. You've recognized that you're powerless to do anything about it as a single, as, as, as a single entity. Um, you recognize that it's not possible through the mechanisms that have been made available to you or that are promoted to you because there's just not enough will and human solidarity. And then on top of that, you're not enjoying all of the blessings and luxuries that you have available to you each day. So you're just miserable. And I think those are the people that end up, you know, that's a future school shooter. You know, that's somebody that goes into the office one day and just starts blasting everybody or they kill themselves. Like you're, it's just, there's no good, there's no happy ending on that path. So yeah, a lot of this shit, it, it's not even worth engaging if you haven't made peace within yourself. If you don't have any sense of peace within yourself, this is, is nothing but trouble to dive into this for your mental health, for sure. It, it's, and, and I would even go so far as to say that I think it's part of the strategy. Like when you touched upon hubris, like I think for some people, they see it as hopeful, like because it's this out in the open, there's a chance that more people are gonna kind of become awakened and come to terms with like a lot of this shit is corrupt. And then maybe humanity is gonna be capable of making some changes. Or the hope is in, if it's accelerated this much, probably they know something that we don't know and there's gonna be a rebuilding process coming soon, you know, where maybe this is it and we can start from scratch, you know, relatively here or you know, sometime in the relative, relatively quick future or soon near future. Um, but I think maybe one part of the strategy is some people will look at it and just say, oh, well, life sucks and it's just hopeless. What's the point? You know, if, if all of these things, if, if an election can be stolen, 
you know, if if the news can just lie openly, if all of these people can fuck kids on islands and nobody gets in trouble, you know, maybe it's just maybe it's just corrupt beyond redemption. And if you get to that place to where on an everyday basis, you're not engaging any one of those things. You know what I'm saying? It's not like you're going over to hold your wife's hand and watch a movie. And then all of a sudden some dude fucking kids on a pedophile island jumps in between you and says, no, don't do that. Have no happiness. I won't allow it. You know, if that doesn't happen, well then why are you missing out on all the things that you could be enjoying just to pursue being miserable? So I, I think, I think there's definitely got to be some kind of balance. And I, and I kind of made peace with it too, in the same way that, you know, all of this shit I've been studying for a lot of my life and all of the things that I've come to terms with, and then maybe some of the things I tried to ignore, you know, if now it's not abundantly clear that I was at least going down the right track, I don't think anything, there's nothing more that would be more affirming. So I've kind of come to the same place where I just have peace in it. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ever be empowered in such a way that I'm gonna be able to change any of it. I'm never gonna be empowered in such a way that I'm gonna lead a movement that's gonna change it. Nah, the best thing I can do is be a good husband, a good friend, and do what I can based on what exists now so that me and everybody I love can make a peaceful exit and, and let everybody else do whatever they wanna do. You know, Build the tower however high you want, make the island full of many children as you want, you know, I'm going to live over here and I don't want any part of it. If I got to send you tribute every six months, okay, cool. I don't want you to come wake up me. I'll send you, I'll send you your, um, what's it? Not tribute money, but hush money or whatever. I'll send you whatever you want, your bride. I'll send it to you. 30%, 40%, whatever you want, take it and leave me the fuck alone and right. do whatever you want. Right. Because there's, there's so much of the population that I think uh, they, they identify so much with the anger that that becomes some, uh, some level of virtue signaling. Like, you know, if you're not angry, then you're just as bad as they are. Like, uh, I beg to differ, my good sir. Like, I, I feel like uh, just... that anger, that upsetness, that tension, that, uh, that stress is, is, is killing you. Yep. It's killing you and it helps them and what they want to do because the worst shit gets right. If you're, if you're constantly existing in a state of stress and fear and anxiety and all of that, as bad as shit gets, what, what, are, what would you, what would you even be inspired to defend? If that's your existence, what would you even be inspired to have? You would just be like, no, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just lay down and die. Who cares? Who cares? All I've been doing is, is stressing out and trying to avoid a heart attack for the last 10 years since I discovered these rabbit holes. And I, I can't seem to get my head off it. I think I dream about it at night when I'm sleeping. I wake up in the morning. The first thing I do is open my phone. I go to bitch shoot and I'm insta pissed. And like, if this is your existence, why would you ever try to fix anything? Why would you try to change anything? Because all, you're going to assume that everybody else is experiencing exactly what you're experiencing, and that's not worth preserving. So I don't see, that's the only conclusion you can come to. And also the people who, who, who I really feel bad for right now 
are the people who are sitting somewhere. They're like, oh, now it's really about to go down because, uh, you know, she got convicted. We found out about the CIA people. Now, (laughs) next, they're going to tell us on TV, they're going to make an announcement on TV that Hillary Clinton was behind it all. And then we're going to prosecute all the highest ranking members of the military. It's going to be live executions on TV. It's like, okay, buddy. Okay, I think you took these signs the wrong way. You know, I, it's, it's like your if your wife stays out for three days and then calls you and say, we need to talk. You're like, oh, she's on her way home. She said we need to talk. It's like, uh, you might have misinterpreted that energy, pal. <laughs> I don't think you I don't think you did the math right. So that that's how I think they that's how they look to me right now, because with everything happening, they're just like it, it's like they've been listening to Alex Jones all these years. Right. And now from here, you're saying this is where we start to pull it all down and, and, and tear the covers off and punish all the wrongdoers. Like, I don't, I don't really know how you I don't know what equation you did to get to there, but that's not what I see. I don't Listen, I don't think Alex- it's going to come from that. The, uh, the structure. It's not going to be a court case. That's it's, No, no, not this one. I don't see it. Listen, I, I out of all the episodes of Alex that I've watched. Alex Jones is never at his best in terms of rhetoric than when he talks about vaccines as rape. It's just, it's him at his best. And he, I saw an episode the other day where he go, and everything was kind of like, okay, yep, you made your point about COVID. You made your point about the election. And then he starts talking about the vaccines. He's like in this continued, you know, this, 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 metal penis rape of the American people. I'm like, that soundbite is just great. It is. It's everything. I was with you up until that. And just the way he chooses um, to articulate some of his ideas, there's just nothing better. There's absolutely nothing better. But um, Alex says it's done. Like, it's a wrap. Back up. I'm going to spray your dog. (laughs) Dogs and geese. <laughs> I ain't fucked from one goose. It'll never happen again. It had to, I had a, a, a moment of manhood where I just had to look myself in the mirror. It's like, bitch, you ran from a goose. You let the goose go wherever he wanted. He's 90% weak point. You didn't break his fucking neck. <laughs> yeah, so was, a, so was a child, though. So, I mean, you can't. It was... Uh, <laughs> It was compassion. Like a little kid runs up on you and kick you in the shin. You don't just boot him nope. full power. It's like, okay. all right, buddy. Kicked in the teeth like 24 years ago. That got yeah, you but- some points with nature, though. Na- nature nature loves you a little bit more because you didn't wring the neck of the goose. Like, ah, oh, that was compassionate. But you're going to feel shitty. Your testosterone is going to drop by about 100 oh, yeah. points. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's going to be like, what? You ain't even killing geese. You don't need this. Homophobic. That's how my testicles. I don't endorse that sort of rhetoric. Just to be clear, I'm just saying. How my testicles. If a goose tries to attack you and you don't kill it, you earned yourself one hour of erectile dysfunction. Right. (laughs) I don't know what it is. I ran from a goose. I think that's. I don't know. know, Maybe something. Hey, did you you run from an animal that you could kill easily? Yeah, I think that's what I forgot. I totally forgot. I ran from that goose earlier. And don't worry. Give give me an hour. Don't worry. (laughs) No, no. Here, eat these goat balls. Like these things will get get your manhood back right away. You got to go kill something. something. You got to go outside and kill something. 
the back <laughs> kill something get back in here and fuck me the way you're supposed to, you piece of shit. Go on the internet and call somebody a retard. That'll that'll even you out. <laughs> Listen, so you're right. And the reason I brought up the Alex Jones shit was he's in a point where he's just hilarious to watch. He's hilarious to watch. He has been right for a lot. He's taken a lot of ridicule because of the way he presents himself. But as far as um, articulating what's happening. I mean, even Jimmy Dore shouted him out, and he was way on the left. And I think he even spit on Alex Jones one time at some uh, some conference. And he was like, "Yeah, Alex Jones is more credible than Rachel Maddow." I was like, "Oh shit!" Well, it seems like all of the people that are capable of critical thinking and aren't operating just 100% on tribalism are, are coming to the same conclusions. But yeah, so you watch him and you think, "Oh." The curtain, no, no, it's not all getting wrapped up. And I don't want to shit on the Q people, you know, because I, I understand. I understand where they're coming from and why they feel that way. It is silly. I don't like to be dismissive of, of anybody. And and really, um, listening to a lot of their crazy horse shit, it put me onto a lot of shit that actually was true. I'm like, I did not know that. I did not know this person was caught with 30 kids in Haiti. I did not know that. I did not know that. And so there's always a little um, truth intermingled in there and all of that crazy shit. But to think that at this point, we're just, it's arrived and, you know, now that she's arrested, it's all about to go down. Dude, I feel the exact same way that this trial was to reinforce, to let you know, Bitch, nothing is happening. Nothing is changing. We're we're in we're in power more than we ever were. In fact, we're gonna fire you if you don't take an experimental vaccine. Just to let you know how much we don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. It's it's You're right there in front of their face. It's right there in front of your face. They're 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 not making any attempts to hide what their intentions are. Well, I won't say any attempts because they are still keeping up some appearances. Enough for the people who are uninformed to think you're lying. If you walk up to the average like Walmart shopper and tell them, "Do you know that a bunch of people were pedophiles in the CIA and they didn't prosecute them?" Like they'd be like, "Oh yeah, right." Because if you're pedophile CIA, they'll lock you up. Like they just don't understand what's happening. And I think uh, once those people get it, this is what I was talking to our libertarian friend about a while back. I said that um, you know people aren't gonna go to the dark web to find this shit out they're not gonna go to some restricted website to find these documents about pizzagate and frazzle drip and fucking that they're not gonna do it they're not gonna do it this is just the way the human mind works like they have all of these things that they think are reputable sources and until they see it there they're not gonna believe it they're not gonna believe it and and on the other side when you are going into these deep hidden places to find the information it's less verifiable and you're probably only accepting it wholeheartedly because you were emotionally aligned with that outcome anyway. Right. There's really no way to tell what's going on with any of this shit, but the news is bought and paid for. And, and, and also let's just keep it all the way real. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say, since there has been government and hierarchy and, and, and how range themselves, this behavior has probably always been associated with the elites. 
Absolutely. I don't think there was ever a time that humans actually organized themselves where the elites weren't partaking and enjoying shit that they would fucking have you killed for enjoying. That they created a, a social construct to demonize this one thing that they do in excess behind closed doors. I feel like that's always been the case. And not saying, you know, feel it's just based on emotion. I'm saying with everything I know about history, point to me a time when the ruling class wasn't corrupt and wasn't Listen, doing shit that they outlawed f- for other people. <laughs> how, come, when, how, when come when I, how come when I come in here to talk to you, I got to bow down in front of these 35 steps that lead up to your chair? Right. Can, and why are there 35 steps? Right. And and listen, I've been alive for about 60 years. We never conquered anybody. But you got all these paintings on the wall of all of your military exploits. You've never left the, the palace. But it, it's always been propaganda. <laughs> it's always been double standards. It's always right. been, um, I need to create a sense of authority for me and a sense of need on your part. And yeah, it's the game. I mean, it's, it's literally the game you can go to any holy book, you can go through history, you can read up on any any civilization. There's some sort of model that's very similar. Some dude, it's always a dude, because you know it's big cloud energy. There's some dude, he's like, look, there's a fucking guy, you can't see him. He's in charge of everything. He makes the sun come up, he makes all of our dicks hard. It's the way the world works. And you know what? He said, hey, you. I said, yeah, me? He said, you, you're gonna be in charge of everybody. You get to fuck everybody's wife, get them out there, have them build some buildings, grow some food. And you know what, you get a chunk of it. Oh, and another thing, when they build your building, make sure they build 35 steps, because that's my favorite fucking number. So you're gonna sit on a throne that's up 35 steps high. That's how they're gonna need to come talk to you. And everybody's like, for real? That guy told you that? Oh yeah, he fucking told me that. And your wife's super hot, so send her over first. And I'm gonna need you guys to get started on the uh, the temple steps. If you could go ahead and just do that now, because you're slaves and you have to do it, or I can have you killed. These guys here, listen, it is 2,400 years ago. They will get you out of libraries and they will fuck you up. So you're gonna have to make sure you get out there. Good game, good game. You know, get these fucking crops grown, get these buildings built, and let me enjoy my shit. But how do we know that this is how? Because it's in a book, bitch. And you can't even read. I can read. Well, I can't read. But these guys here with the fancy hats, they can read. And they wrote some shit down and they told me that that's what it says. And that's what we're doing. All right? All right, I guess that's what we got to do. Because that guy, Larry, he said, fuck you, I'm not doing it. And the palace guards seemed to tighten him up pretty well. So, uh, you know, I guess you should just respect authority. And then he just kept going from there. I'll, I'll I'll just I'll I'll remove some of the mystery for people who might not uh who might not be informed on this. Those thirty five steps are there, so you can't murder the emperor before they get to you and stop you. That's what they're there for. There was a Jet Li made a movie called Hero, and in that movie he was practicing a move that could kill you from a hundred paces away, because that was the that was the minimum distance that you could have an audience with the emperor was 100 paces. So he had to develop a technique that could kill from 100 paces. 
This is why you prostrate yourself in front of them because it's very easy to, it's very difficult to carry out an assassination while you're on your hands and knees bent over with your face on the floor. That's what it is. It has very little to do with respect. They want to know, see you in a weakened state so they know you're, they're not about to be assassinated. Period. That's the whole thing. The White House is there for a reason. That big-ass fence around it, that's why it's there, because they understand who they are. If you're for the people, you don't have to block yourself. And it's projection. It's projection, because I would absolutely kill you to get in power. So I yeah, got to yeah. assume you wouldn't do the same to me yep why would you yep. just come here to me? which is also the reason that uh american white folks are so afraid of becoming a minority for the record it's like what's the uh, we'll be a minority well what's the matter with being a minority in america is it bad no okay so why are you worried about it <laughs> because you know what you do to minorities that's why you know how you feel about them. You know the injustices you ignore. So you don't want to see yourself in that opposite position because you assume that they would do to you what people who look like you have done to them. So well, this is what it is. Have a say. It's like you, you make a democracy in your house and your kid's vote is one-eighth of the vote of you and your wife. So your right. kids have a say, but it never sways as much. And then your kids contrive this plan to say, look, we're going to get mommy and daddy to adopt 30 more kids. So we want to be able to, to control the house. So I get the notion of like changing the culture and having the, 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 the prominent establishing culture to have a weaker voice moving forward. Like that, that's a sincere argument. And if we, and if we went somewhere, um, like if we went to Nigeria and said, you know, we're going to ha have a whole bunch of Chinese people here and Chinese people are going to eventually become the majority, people would be incensed. They would be like, well, you know, you're fundamentally changing the culture of Nigeria. Like, that's not cool. So we have double standards for like immigration, gentrification and redlining. It's all kind of in the same shit, but we pick and choose when we want to be outraged. Like, yep. don't fundamentally change the culture of Brooklyn. Well, don't fundamentally change the culture of America. Ah, you're a racist. So, you know, I, I kind of get where they're coming, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, look, everybody is a minority compared to Asians. Asians are like 4.2 billion people. Like, everybody's a minority. White people are the minority on the face of There's less Europeans than than any other group of people if you want to break people up by race like there's not a whole lot of europeans relative to the whole the whole thing but this is also too it's like look um i'm fine with everybody just going and having their own shit if if you want a white america with no mind okay go go to wyoming go and have it let me know how it is if it sucks or it doesn't suck if you want to have something you know that's all based on principle, cool, have it. If it sucks, if it doesn't suck, you know, everybody should have the freedom to live however they want to live around whoever they want to live around. I think the problem has to do with um, people being forced to do it. I, th I really think that that's, that's a legitimate argument because in, in any other culture, we would be outraged if any other people group had to be forced to like the whims of a of an outgroup 
it just is not something we impose on anybody except white Americans. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not defending white nationalism or white separatism or just, you know, it, I, I just understand, I understand their, their complaint. Their complaint's fair. It's fair if you're in uh, Brooklyn in a predominantly black neighborhood and you're like, the Jews keeps coming here and raising the rates. Like, I like my neighborhood. I like the people I live around. If too much of the Jews come here, you're going to raise rent. It's going to fundamentally change the culture here. We can debate whether that's for the best or for the worst. But um, I'm happy with my shit. I was here first, and I don't want outsiders coming here. I mean, this is like a, I don't know. I don't know how humanity is definitely not in the place right now where we could disarm that impulse. I don't think that that thing's going anywhere for a while. I, yeah. I, my, my concern is how do we peacefully live with each other and give everybody the opportunity to live how they want with us out, just not out in the street killing each other. Because right now that's, that's where everything is being primed for. I think that'll probably be the next phase of why we're all going to be after lockdown. It's going to be COVID. And then the next thing is going to be like, okay, people out in the streets killing each other over race and politics. Awesome. So now you'll have your vaccine passport and you'll have your I'm not a nationalist that wants to kill people passport. Uh, more, more information will be cataloged. We'll have less rights. And we'll be thrown out of more libraries and there's nothing we can do about it. So get your escape pod money. Yeah, there it is. Get your escape pod money. Uh, be prepared to build a parameter around your land and uh, just be prepared to deal with the, the, the few people who might just want to bother you. I think there's going to be enough to keep people busy. Honestly, there's going to be so much to keep people busy. I think the least of their worries would be the people up the street on that 40 acre compound growing fruit trees. I think before they made it over to us. There's so much other stuff to be worried about. You got trans people and gay marriage and black people and interracial relations. There's so much you could just be upset about. So just go over there and be upset about those things. Don't bother us. We're just growing oranges over here. That's all we're doing. Like, yeah, but I heard y'all sitting around the fire singing too. That's a little weird. It's like, oh, don't worry, buddy. They're just songs. They're just songs. Don't worry about it. There's nothing to worry about over here. Now, either way, I feel like the either it's either going to be the escape pod or more Molotovs. I mean, what what else is there at this point? What else do we have on the table for acceptable actions? Because I, I guess there's going to be maybe 30 to 50, 30 to 30, 40% of the population is just not going to stop voting whatever way they've been voting. So I feel like 30% of the population is going to be like, well, Biden didn't do it, but you know, whoever this next Joe Schmo is, <laughs> He'll fix Definitely it. Definitely not in the ass. Yeah, no, 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 he won't do that. And and the Trumpers are going to be like, well, we, he's going to come back in 2024. And then Trump will croak and they'll be like, well, luckily they cryogenically froze his brain. So they're going to put his brain into an, uh, a fucking younger body. So technically this guy is the second coming of Trump. So that I'm sure they'll get even deeper into their, uh, their Trump God delusion. And, are you and, telling and, me? Trump is running in 2024. Singularity Trump. 
No, he's. I think he's ready. He said he's ready, but I think he's losing most of his audience right now because he's like, oh no, the vaccine's fine. Don't worry about it. And they're like, yo, kill him. Yo, that's the, <laughs> that's the that's the last I heard is that everybody hates him now. Yeah. I listen for my own mental health. I, I had I had to tune out. I had to tune out. I'm just I'm watching. I'm I'm up to speed on a couple of things, but for the most part, um, it's, it's video games and history books. That's it. Yeah. But the last you. time, in, the last time I checked in, yeah, they were all hate one. Yeah. They were I don't all blame you. not one bit. There's nothing good in there. I peek in every now and then just so I can be up to speed and have something to laugh about. But for the most part, I really just don't give a shit because I just I get it. I just get it. When you think the system is malfunctioning and you're like, oh, this machine is, is not running the way it's supposed to run, it makes you have, you know, you want to make inquiries and shit. You get curious. You're like, I need to see more. If I can understand how it's supposed to run, then maybe I know how we can fix it and all this other shit. And then you find a manual and you're like, oh, this machine is supposed to be on fire and spitting sparks and shit. Oh, oh I get it. This machine was built to eat one worker every month. Oh, okay. I thought this was like an OSHA violation. Like, no, this motherfucking thing just swallows somebody every month. That's how we keep it running. It's like, oh, I get it now. I get it. And then you can just sit back and put your feet up and get a fucking brisk iced tea from the vending machine. You don't have to be stressed yeah. out no more. And yeah, I think that's the stage I'm at. I found a manual. I now know the machine right. runs on human suffering and anxiety. So I could just mind my business. <laughs> If the machine runs on human suffering, uh, the best thing you can do is to choose not to be a, a company man. That's it. You still got to show up at the workplace, but you know you know how to navigate to stay away from the engine room. Right. Right. Don't be the motherfucker that gets eaten one, you know, during this month. Don't be that guy. Don't be the motherfucker standing around the water cooler being like, are you guys okay with this machine eating somebody every month? Because then next thing you know, you got to move your desk to the basement. They take your red stapler. Like, shit just gets bad. You know what I mean? So you don't want to be that guy. You just got to learn how to navigate in this space, and, and you'll be yeah. fine. Stack your bread, make good investments, and before you know it, you can walk away. And they will, they'll be none the wiser. You just yeah, walk away. You try to hold um, stop engine room eatery now, uh, like co try to form a coalition, that's where they're moving you. You're on engine duty next week. That's all it is. Like, <laughs> hey, I need you to move your desk. Yeah. Right next to the engine. <laughs> Wait, oh, doesn't that thing kill somebody every month? Oh, no, it's fine. No, we, we upgraded it. I don't think you have anything to worry about. Just go put your desk right next to it and turn all the lights off. Don't worry. We got insurance. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, fuck that. Yeah, you know, I, it's... Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I it's mean, we, we're good though. We're good overall. You know how many, how many compounds there are out there with people minding their business? I'm sure that I'm sure there's quite a few, and I'm sure there's uh, there's more springing up every day. There are, and they're minding their business. They learn their lessons. I mean, some of them are probably going to fuck themselves because they can't really leave. They have a quantum entanglement. They've 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 gotten their little piece of uh, they they gotten their escape pod running. And then they got Wi-Fi and they just used it to get on BitChute and complain about everything that they said that they were leaving behind. You know what I'm saying? So they may end up on a no-fly list and screwing themselves over from talking shit. But that's, yeah, that's not the, that's not the plan for me personally. So 
I mean, Alex, this dude, Alex Gray, who's a, a, a artist that I follow deep into psychedelics. He paints real crazy uh, psychedelic portraits and shit. Him and his wife built a, a retreat compound in upstate New York based on psychedelics and healing and meditation. They call it the, uh, what is it, the House of Sacred Mirrors or something like that. And dope as shit. Nobody's bothering them. Nobody cares what they're doing. They're probably just like, oh, he's a weirdo. Don't worry about it. He's fine. You know, ain't no pedophilia going on over there. He don't have 11 wives and, and, and five of them are 12. Like that. None of that's going on over there. So he's safe. So he's safe. And, and that's just one. There's people doing this shit all over the country. They're buying a piece of land and they're minding their business and they're getting on with their lives. And I feel like they're going to be a lot healthier and more productive because of it. You know what I mean? But if you want to just... There is something that Alex, um, I mean, uh, Alan Watts says a lot. And it just, uh, I watch a lot of this guy's videos, especially at night, right before, I, you know, meditation sessions, before I go to bed, I listen to Alan Watts a lot. He just has a really dope way of explaining things and breaking shit down. And he's, he, when he's talking about people's behaviors and shit that you might disagree with or something you might have an inkling to try to pull somebody out of when you see them doing it, he says, that's a game you can play. That is a way you can be in the world. If you want to project yourself onto the world as a person who must solve this problem and I'm not going to eat or sleep until it's solved, I'm going to have anxiety and I'm going to get locked up and I'm going to get tackled by cops because I want to... That's a game you can play if you want. If you want to go out there in the world and make your existence into some kind of combative energy and you think you're going to fix it all by throwing bricks... That's the way you can be. If that's the way you want to be, who the fuck am I to argue with you? Right? Who knows exactly. if it's good or bad? Maybe you'll actually get some shit done and I'll appreciate it. But that's not, I'm not playing that game. I, I'm not signing up for that that kind of activity. I just don't think it's uh necess not necessary, but I don't think it's worth it unless you're protecting your immediate property, family, and loved ones. If you just if you flew to another city to throw bricks because a guy got killed by the cops, I feel like you just wanted to throw bricks. I could yeah, be wrong. Probably. Yeah. There's no way to know. Wrong. Can't get in that guy's head. But if I had to put some big point on it, I would say, yeah, throw bricks. <laughs> that guy likes throwing bricks. That's what this Let's get down to the root of this whole energy. I like throwing bricks. I like burning shit down. And I saw an opportunity. Like, I don't want to just be an arsonist. I don't want to just go to my local strip mall and set a fire unless I find out that one of the guys who owns the store in that strip mall misgendered a trans woman. Then I'll go burn his shit down. But I don't want to just be starting fires for nothing. And I think this is this is why because I used I used to think because um, I feel like I'm pretty I'm in a pretty uh, unique um, situation in that um, like I've I've maintained relationships, close relationships with people for three decades plus, and I see people and I meet people who don't really have any real connections with people. And even when I was younger, this seemed to be kind of unique. Like I, a lot of people, I would, you know, you encounter on a day to day, like they just they don't have people that they're really tight with like that. Um, and I feel like almost like it's gotten worse and worse like now i think even more people are 
isolated and this has become like the replacement for maintaining relationships because if you have all of that energy right to 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 go and mobilize and to say i gotta fight this and i gotta solve this and i gotta correct this person because they use the wrong word or pronoun or whatever like when you got that much energy invested like i know like you don't have anybody in your life that you're really close with and you're connected this this gotta because if you do you've exhausted some energy for that person you know when you have a misunderstanding when you have a disagreement when they're going through a crisis and you got to be there for them like having those kind of relationships is like it's draining in that aspect you know it's draining in that regard especially you know um since getting married i mean any kind of close friendship it, it's dwarfed with marriage because you're dealing with that person their trauma their hurts their experiences and you start realizing like um 95% of dealing with people, it's not even really you all the time. It's like, um, like I had, um, me and my wife got into a fight um, the last weekend. We made up quick. You know, we're making record times and um, we try to stab each other. But we had a, a disagreement and in the moment, like she's just furious. Like she's taking pictures off the wall. She's fucking ready to, you know, get to her Bronx, Puerto Rican, you know, tongue razor cutting and all that other crazy wild shit. And then the next day, you know, things calmed down and we talked. And eventually she came to understanding like, you know, I'm, I'm traumatized based on my past relationships. And when you were harsh with the kids or what I thought was being harsh, you know, I, I have flashback of, oh, you know, my ex was just mean to the kids. So if I'm stepping in and saying, hey, there just needs to be order, there needs to be rules, there needs to be structure, especially for young men, that's what they need so that they, you know, they can be successful in life. Um, she saw that and she was like, just triggered. So I, and I could have, and what I've learned is I have to, um, I, I got to let you know that I love you and then I just got to fucking ignore you. There's nothing better. Like, if 20-year-old Pinky would have been married, I'm sorry, what can I do to fix this? I just want to fix this. And you're just going to make it worse. You're just going to make it worse. That OCD Jew energy, juice, sorry, juice, juice neuroscience kicks in. Oh, I got to obsess about it. I got to keep dealing with it till I fix it. Tired, watched enough bitch shoot videos to have my spirit broken, Pinky. I'm just like, babe, I love you. And then it's done. I'm ignoring you. Cause I can't, I can't talk with your anger cause your anger is not even at me. And then sure enough, next day we talk calmly. Everything is straight. She's willing to have the conversation and we're willing to engage it um, like adults. And then you find out, it's like, yeah, man, you can love somebody. If you deal with somebody close enough, you're dealing with them day in and day out. Like you're both going to be encountering <laughs> shit that you picked up along the way. Traumas, letdowns, grudges, you know, frustrations, all of that shit. And sometimes people work it out with their kids. I'm frustrated where I'm at in life. So now I got to, you know, force my kids to be perfect so they can capitalize on the success I missed out on that I'm still bitter about. Like we're, we're always projecting shit onto other people 
And sometimes we're fighting with the people that we love the most, not even because we're really angry at them. But when you're in close proximity with people, you're helping each other work out each other's trauma. And if you expand that onto like the, the larger scale, I mean, that's pretty much all the conflict that you're dealing with with anybody around you. You know, 99 times out of 100, the dude at the DMV who spits on you doesn't know you well enough to hate you as much as that action just demonstrated. Right. He doesn't know you well enough. You know, there's something fucked up going on in his life that's making him act out in that way. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Like you said, trauma is, is we hold on to it for so long. I don't think a lot of people understand it. It could be shit that if you don't, if you don't process it correctly, shit that happened to you when you were 10 years old can influence how you make decisions when you're 25. And, and you may not see from inside the experience. You may not see the straight line from this embarrassment and, uh, and issues that I had when I was 10, this little situation or whatever it was that translates into how I make decisions at 25, but it's definitely there. It could be there. How you have relationships, how you've dealt with them, how you, you know, started them and ended them. Or we carry all of that shit with us, which is why it's so much more difficult for people to find successful relationships the older they get. But it's baggage. That shit is real. It's a real concept. You know, there's 40 years, 40 something year olds out here at the club trying to find girlfriends and boyfriends and shit like that. And they swear up and down that I'm I'm the best catch now because I'm 40 and I've had 37 failed relationships. Now I'm a real good catch. It's like, okay. <laughs> if you say so, there's a reason shit don't it, it don't work out that easy when you get to that age. But that's a good thing about being in, in committed relationships is that you do get an opportunity to go through th through these different things and and uh, deal with each other in different ways and start to try to patch some of that shit up. And a lot of us don't even have the tools to do it because we've been ignoring the processes that would give us the tools. Not everybody's in therapy, but there's a whole lot of things, mindfulness that we could be deploying about our situations and our mindsets and how we talk to each other. And you, like you said, ignoring somebody when they're freaking out is probably one of the most powerful and positive things that you can do because that energy is magnetic sometimes. And if you get pulled into it, now you just got two people yelling and trying to hurt each other's feelings and shit. But if you say, yo, I'm going to just let you cool off and we can talk about this later, it might seem like you're avoiding conflict and all this other shit and you don't want to talk about it, you're not communicating. But sometimes that's one of the best things you can do. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I could possibly offend somebody, but I'm going to say this from my own personal experience. Uh, not just women, right, but a good woman who you really bond with, who you feel really has your best interests at heart outside of the conflict situations. This person has proven over time that they do care about you and, and your interests and shit like that. It, when it's a woman, one of the best things you can give a woman is time to think. Because a lot of times they will be super emotional and freak out and try to guard themselves and all this other kind of shit. And if you just engage, if you start demanding logical explanations for certain behaviors or, or reason, you start demanding reason where in that, when they're in that high emotional state, it's not going to happen. Very rarely is it going to happen. And you, you could probably make it worse because logic feels cold in the face of emotion. 
It just does. That's just the way it can feel. Like if, if you feel an emotionally disrespected by something and your lady goes, yo, all I did was shake his hand, calm down. You'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Me and him been enemies since high school and you fucking high-fived him. Like they won't, it feels like, yo, fuck you. What do you mean all it was was a handshake? But that's logic. But if you're in an emotional state, logic ain't going to sound right to you. It's going to sound cold. So one, if you have a, a good woman on your team, the best thing you can do is give her a chance to think. Give her time and space to talk to herself in her own head. And it's very likely, especially if she don't, don't, don't nobody take offense to this word, but especially if she's been under your guidance for an extended period of time. She's, she, she'll talk herself down. It just may not be beneficial to to the situation in real time for you to try to talk her down. But if she's worth her salt, she'll talk herself down. But how long did it take you to learn that she needs to hear it in her voice and not yours? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, poof. Wow. A very let long me, time. Because in the beginning, I was like, oh, no, bitch, you got to respect me. Listen, I'm, I, I know exactly what this situation is, how to solve it. And it is a supreme disrespect to me that you wouldn't just take my lead and render me the respect necessary and then come to your senses. And needless to say, mace, stab wounds didn't work out. Didn't work out the way I thought that it would work. Now, in extending that courtesy to be like, you know what? You've proven that, you know, like you said, all of those things has my back, cares for me, bend over backwards. I know she loves me. Okay. Let me just retreat from this situation and not impose my will. Let her come to the same conclusion, but hear it in her voice. Because if she's coming from a position like, I'm sick of dudes telling me what to do. I've been in relationships where I've been mistreated. And I gave that power to a dude at some point, And all he did was use that to manipulate me and rule over me. And you're a dude, you have a dick, and you're going to do the same shit. Because that's just how you guys are. That's how your gender is. You know, you're dealing with trauma that has nothing to do with you, but you're going to become the vehicle for that aggression. And if you play into that role, right, because you insist on getting it, it's not going to work out. But I can tell you the moment that I just stepped back and, like you said, give her the time to think it through. She gets to the answer in her own voice. She comes back and she learns from it way everything i was trying to force getting like when i when i got to i think it was probably like a good three or four years into our relationship where i started employing it and everything i was trying to get out of it that situation at the time that i was doing it unsuccessfully um came to me in spades later down the line right. just employing that tactic, you know just yeah. just not not being forceful and it's and it's some it's some um you know, I like to think that I'm not like a a macho dude. I really like, you know, I'm more bitch made than anything. But I could definitely see in some situations, like her mother called me a machismo one day because of the way my 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 mindset on some of the things. And I realized, yeah, I probably do as progressive as I am in my thinking about men and women. I definitely probably have some things in my head that are very um, traditional about how things are supposed to work. But it's a it's a two way street. It's a two-way street because you you got shit too that you probably don't realize. And that person you got around you the whole time, they're reflecting all that shit back to you. And there's things that you're gonna learn and you're gonna grow from if you're doing it right. Right. That's really the, the point 
is all the shit that your parents fucked up, you take the best from them, what they did well, you reproduce, you make traditions like in the same vein, you employ those tactics, but your parents weren't perfect. And there was, you probably got some shit modeled for, for you that you've made a part of your repertoire that's not healthy. And until you deal with another person who's trying to grow and trying to do better, you know, than, than what they experienced, you're just not going to have an opportunity to engage a lot of those things. And I feel like a lot of the people now, um, they're robbing themselves of those opportunities because they're not forming strong, um, long-term relationships with other human beings. And that's why a lot of these movements are so attractive because it's fulfilling a negative space in their life that they're supposed to have a real relationship with other human beings there. And because they don't have it in the whole world is just the internet. You know, it makes sense. That hole in my heart, it looks like a brick through a window. You know, that's a, that's what it is. Let me hop up on this plane and yeah. fly out to throw because I'm so sad and I'm so lonely. But the thing is, too, it's, it's got to be something where you're putting in work. It is. It's, it's not work to be in love with a person and to enjoy somebody's company. Like, if that shit is work, then you're probably in a bad relationship. But as far as giving them space for their trauma, accepting the fact that you got trauma, accepting the fact that you've got areas that you need to grow in, and this person's going to help um, put that in order for you, you know, you got to do that. Yeah, it's helpful. It's definitely helpful, and it's uh, it's definitely uh, in our favor to to really look introspectively at that shit and deploy some of that work because to just assume that we're properly aligned <laughs> with all the shit that we all have possibly gone through, you know, our just something that I figured out too, and it's not like it's some esoteric knowledge that you really need to figure out, but just think about how we look at generational things like we kind of assume that people before us knew what they were doing and that's not really always the truth i mean a lot of people was just banging and had kids and just did the best that they could they were who they were when they had the children and nobody told them that they needed to improve them not improve but nobody told them that they needed to grow or take any closer looks at, the, at themselves or be introspective and maybe i have some places i could uh kind of try to adjust myself and be more beneficial to the family some people never considered that their entire life they just were who they were they talk to people how they talk to them they treat people how they treat them they say what they want in arguments and we grew up you know generation after generation witnessing these things and then we go out into the own world and we start screwing and we start our own relationships and there's nowhere to slow down and stop and say is this the way it's supposed to be? Is it, could it be any better? We, a lot of times, people don't have time to think about that shit. They just stay who they are, they do what they do, and they don't question any of their own motives or actions. So if you if you exercise in any type of introspection and even thinking about what the other person might be experiencing and how you two could work together to make this better for both of us, I feel like you, you're so far ahead of the curve, it's ridiculous because we can't always assume that these older generations knew what they were doing. Just because marriages didn't end in divorce don't mean that they were healthy relationships. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that they imparted some dope, powerful life skills 
to the next generation so that they can have better relationships. They don't, some people just didn't give a shit or didn't know that anything could be repaired. They just was like, hey, look, the lights is on, there's food on the table. What else do you want right. from me? <laughs> I try to need to be and treat you right. What's the right. point of that? I paid so, the bill. Yeah, it's important, man. It's important. It's good. I'm glad, uh, you know, as much as it sucks to get in those type of arguments and, and have that type of energy in the house, it's also powerful to step over it, too. It's also powerful to put it behind you. And then you have another reference point. The next time you get to a, a, a some type of conflict place like that, you have another reference point to look back and be like, well, we got through that thing. So it's likely we'll get through this one. And if you're moving into your conflict with an understanding that the whole point of this is not for one of us to say some shit to make the other one cry or to blow up the entire relationship. The whole point is to, to navigate this conflict successfully and get back to the harmony. That's what we both want. Do we right. want points? Do you know what I'm saying? Do you want to see how hard we can hit each other? You know, that's not what we're here for. We're trying to get past this and get back to the harmony. And if we can both agree on that, then I feel like, you know, conflict, it just doesn't have as much of a foothold. You know what I'm saying? There's some shit that just, you know, right, let's keep it real. Some shit just might get you put in a, in a camel clutch. Some shit um, we ain't gonna, <laughs> we not gonna talk about. Some shit I'm just gonna wake you up with an elbow off the top rope. Just, I mean, that might be the case. But if you could talk it out and do it and do these things amicably, that's way more preferred. It it it, it, it absolutely is. It absolutely is. And I hear um, because I forget who had on their show. There was a couple of things. These dudes in the manosphere. Mm. Um, because I guess it was just um, a Jack Murphy beef. Uh, I guess he got into um, with some people on the blaze. They got into some uh, altercation. And so it's made all of these. And I've seen them on a lot of different shows. This is one dude. I think his name Rollo. It's like glasses. There's another dude who's like bald headed with a beard. I don't know. I've just been seeing them on a, a lot of the shows as of lately. And I listen to them. And I'm thinking like, so. These are for dudes that don't have chicks in order to be better men to get chicks. And these are the tactics that you're talking about. Like, it's, you know, I don't buy into a lot of the toxic masculinity shit. You know, sometimes you need some toxic masculinity. <laughs> but a lot of this shit that um, I hear these dudes talking about, it's like everything that's the worst part of like stereotypical manliness, it's like this is all shit that you guys are promoting. Like, I almost want to tell these dudes, um, everything that these guys are telling you are gonna is gonna absolutely guarantee that you're never in a relationship, or if you're in a relationship, is gonna be unhealthy, right. because it's a lot of that old strategic. If I keep you uneducated, if I keep you dependent, you know what I mean. If I financially lord your existence over you, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, you could get some cooperation, you know, but it's not really out of love. It's out of coercion. Yeah. You know, and women can do the same thing, you know, with a different skill set. But it's like, okay, if your response is my resentment over Instagram hoes and, you know, how how good dudes aren't be given a chance, given a chance and da, 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 
if you're saying, okay, she's got all this stuff in her repertoire so that she doesn't need me or um, she can she can just kind of turn her nose up at me, you know, and I think that that's wrong. Then if my solution is, well, bitch, I want you to be broke and I want all dudes to agree not to fuck you so you don't have any other options so that I can get a shot. <laughs> it's like, you don't see how that's, it's the exact same thing. You're, you're, you're manipulating the response that you want out of the other person because it's, it's just, it's the other side of the coin of the narcissism. You know, yes, she's a narcissist. Yes, she's shallow. But you're thinking in the same terms. Yeah. Like, I don't want this just to come and be with me out of her own volition. I want a culture and a society and I want a job and a career and a situation and a circumstance that'll basically make that bitch trapped. Like, you're the male version of bitches that get pregnant from NBA All-Stars. Like, that's what you want. That's what that Manosphere shit is to me is you want to have chicks caught up in the same way, but you want to you, you don't want to do it through getting them pregnant like how chicks do NBA players. You want to do it through culture. You want a culture where nobody embraces divorce. You want a culture where women don't have access because they're all shamed as sluts if they explore their options or they get, you know, situations where they're basically being paid to be sexy and to be available. You know, it's, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's, it's more that, it's, it's the same thing to me as like, um, when you see people getting outraged about black people on Clubhouse saying wild racist shit. You know, it's like, oh, you know, they can, if, if white people said this, you know, they would be shut down and they would be upset. And it's like, dude, just let everybody play, let's, let, let it all play out. Because all it is, is the universe showing you that a lot of people ain't shit. That's it. That's it. If you were ever in the driver's seat for racism, you would be just as racist. Congratulations. Yeah. This yeah. shouldn't drive further apart. This should bring you closer together. Like, yeah, when I was in the driver's seat, I was a racist too. Me too. It's really easy to get into that fuck you, I hate you because we look different shit. I too got on Clubhouse and did the same thing. Cool. We have some common ground now. Let's be friends. You know, you, you whether there was a Manosphere dudes realize it or not, they're in the exact boat as all the chicks they hate. Yeah, it's a fact. But the difference is they think that's what they're supposed to do. That's just not them being the way they are. They think this is what men are supposed to do because patriarchy has told them very subtly that uh, a woman is absolutely insatiable and she will never just love you on her, on her own volition. As some of them even say women are incapable of love. The only thing they know how to do is cling to a provider. So if you if you got all your shit in order, then she'll stick to you because of her biological and psychological need for security. But don't ever think that she loves you. But men are capable of love because of how they, you know, they can protect their families and build societies and all of that shit. But women are hypergamous by nature. So no matter what you've done for her, if somebody else comes along with a better car, more money and more resources and can give her the lifestyle she wants, then... It's not about her whether she's a good person or not. If she's a woman, she's going to leave and take that new, better opportunity. <laughs> and and this is what they believe about the psychology of women. And they feel like it. they have to, they must, it's, as men, 
is to create a system to where she's crippled without you, which is why they say, you know, society is working against them now because a woman who has a child by a man, a woman who gets pregnant out of wedlock and, and is a single mother, she would be a pariah back in the day. So there was so much incentive for her to not end up in that situation. That's why families stay together and regular nice guys could marry a woman because she knew I can't keep playing these games. I'm going to be 30 soon. Nobody's going to want me. And if I'm out here screwing a bad boy and I have a baby, my life is really fucked because nobody's going to touch me with a 10 foot pole. They want to go back to that time. They want women to be under constant duress to make certain decisions about who they have sex with and who they marry and shit like that. So, but this is what they think they're supposed to do as men. That's the only option you have. But, I, and I'm also going to go out on a limb here and say, if you're chasing Instagram models and strippers and people like that, what do you expect? That, that's their entire lifestyle is built on jumping from one person to the next who can provide and get them money. And, and even more, even on a deeper level, they, they're not supposed to be... To, to really like or be attracted to the people who are who are providing for them in these ways because that would change the power dynamic. Like imagine if a sugar baby is with her sugar daddy and he's 65 years old, but he's still in good shape and he's knocking it out and then she actually starts liking him. She's fucking up the game for herself because now she can't extract as much from him if she secretly resented him. If you secretly resent him and he's absolutely head over heels in love for you, that's when you get the most, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you have no remorse about what you take from him. But if you actually start liking him, then that's different. Right. Now you ain't going to really strip him to the bone no more. You know, you might take a few sips, but you're not going to milk him dry. So that that's what it is. But this, this is who they chase. They're literally chasing down like sirens. And then they're like, oh, man, she dragged me in the water and killed me. Like, well, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do buddy like what, what, what's the problem i guarantee you there's an average well th that's changing a lot too now because i did see some stuff people were talking about like now even uh even what we would consider average regular women now all have like only fans pages and fans on instagram so even their sense of self is distorted to the point where if another average person approaches them they feel offended like you really think you got a chance with me so it, I, it, the, the dynamic is fucked up. It is. But this is what you get. This is the other swing of the pendulum. When you when you create an existence for a whole half of the population where they can't survive without being attached to, to a man or, or doing everything he says and all these rules and regulations, but dudes can kind of do whatever they want. This is what you get. You can't keep that hold on people for that long, especially if you have a society that's supposed to be moving towards more freedom and people being able to express themselves, you just, you can't do it. And if you can't figure out a way as a man, if you can't figure out a way to make yourself valuable through virtue, then you might be fucked. Just, just, you know, find your favorite sex worker and go see her a couple of times a month just to take the pressure off. So you won't be out here simping for chicks who really want to just, you know, cut you off at the knees. You just might need to do something. A lot of people are just leaving the country. They're doing a whole lot of shit. I don't know if it's going to help or not, but you have options that don't involve, trying to shame women into situations that's going to make them your slave. <laughs> like your, 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 yeah. your entitlements are showing, sir. You, you feel like you, you deserve do. access to these women and that's where you're wrong. If they're not picking you, why are you analyzing why they're not picking you? Why don't you just move on instead of pointing you, the finger at how stupid they are? 
you you know you know what everyone is really saying oh honey it smells good you know what everybody's really saying in between the lines like in, in, if you read in between the lines um this is why i shouldn't have to do any work on me and why it's everybody else's mm -hmm. fault if you go to either side of any of these extreme arguments it's like no 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 i don't want to win a woman's heart or make her feel loved <laughs> and so that she because i i don't want to have to examine myself and realize how shallow of a piece of shit i am you know i just want what i want like and all that manosphere shit is is the other side of the coin of that female instagram narcissism it's just the male version of it and just just like with anything it's like it's not that I hate, it's not that I hate the abuse machinery. I just hate when I'm not piloting it. And it applies to all of the shit, the race shit, the male, female shit, all of the shit that's being injected um, into culture now where it has us for whatever reason at each other's throats. It's, it's all just making sure that we don't ever have to examine ourselves and deal with our shit. Because if you deal with your shit, you're going to have peace and you're going to have peace with another person. And what I hear is some of this shit. Like I can I can tell you right now, like my wife is with me because my wife loves me. That's it. There's no other reason. There's nothing financially. There's definitely nothing in the bedroom. There's nothing in there that I'm doing super super <laughs> at heart that I'm gonna be like, y'all the baddest motherfucker around. That's right, bitch. That's why you're with me. It's 100%. I value you um, because you're good to me and you really love me and I really love you. That's it. So when I hear these people talk about all the shit that you need to do to keep a bitch, like to a certain degree, you can, you can, it'll work out. You can get it, you know, but then what's the difference between that and being fucking Epstein? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm right. a fine bitch, desperate. I'm going to capitalize on a desperate situation. <laughs> like, all right, well, you know, I, that's not really connecting with someone and building a deeper, and that's really not discovering anything about yourself. That's not working out the fucked up shit that you got going on in your psychology. It's just a lazy way to just feed more narcissism. I want to get what I want. I want to have it on the shallowest of terms, and I don't want to do shit about me. I don't want to grow in any kind of way. And I guess those kinds of relationships work for certain people, but if you're someone of any caliber of depth, like you're not really going to be satisfied with those things for very long. It's no, just, you just can't not. Be. Now you need an Android. You need a sex bot. That's what you. That's what those people need, not a yeah. not an actual autonomous human being. You know, and, and another thing I've been seeing too is that the the the, the standards, the way they split these double standards, is they they doubling down on them like really deeply because they expect women to have to fit all of the traditional beauty standards, like the waist size, ask the waist ratio, and like all these things. She's supposed to be beautiful and submissive and like all of these things. But then when the woman says she also wants the guy to be attractive, he's like, see, that that's, that's stupid because men ain't supposed to be attractive. They're supposed to just be providers. So he don't have to be cute. He don't have to be in the gym. He don't have to be pleasing to you visually at all. What you should be thinking about is can he pay your bills? But then if she says, I'm only going to date a man who can pay my bills, then he turns that back around on her as to being shallow. It's like there's no winning in this situation. These are just guys who fundamentally dislike women. And they're trying to create a situation where they want to weed out all of the uh, all of the women who can think for themselves and they're going to ask questions and shit. They want the ones who are just so... <laughs> Like they, they've been broken down so much, all of they're thinking about is growing old 
without a partner to protect them from the wild, wild west. So they're like, look, I'll just do, I'll deal with whatever I have to deal with as long as I'm chosen. That's what they want. That's what they want. It's like this situation we talked about before with the cops. Uh, but how, yeah, but how, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just, just all the cops that, that don't want to deal with the shit that's happening right now are probably the best of the cops. They're yeah. all leaving. They're the ones who are like, you know what? I can't deal with being called a tyrant and a bad cop anymore. I'm leaving. The other ones are like, bring it on, motherfucker. <laughs> Those are the ones who are staying. The women who are leaving are probably going to be some of the most powerful partners you could have in this hustle, in this game. And the ones who are staying are the ones who are going to be completely useless to you. They're not going to they're not going to respect you if you ever need to express your feelings and shit like that. If you're ever doing bad and feeling down, you're not going to be able to talk to her because this is outside of the parameters that you set for yourself as a man. So she's right. going to be like, oh, well, you're not good enough anymore. I'm going with the neighbor. And yeah. According to the rules and regulations of patriarchy, ain't shit you can say. He's right. better qualified for her than you are, clearly, because you cried after your dad died. So fuck you. Right. You're out. You know, <laughs> him. and her dick got hard when she heard about the new riot shields coming in in January. <laughs> That's yeah, the it's, difference. It's the They're setting themselves up for failure, and uh, you can see it. it. It's super clear, but, you know, we're we're not the people who can bring this up because you we'd have to have uh 10 million dollars in a bank and a wife that looks like a human trophy for them right. to be able to respect your opinion like if you ain't Dan Blazerian whatever his name is if you if you're not banging eight Instagram models a day then they don't want to hear nothing from you so hey looks I'm I'm fine I, I'm not going to argue I'm not going to push or pull uh, I will, you know, correct that nice guy narrative whenever I get the opportunity to, because I hear shit like that from people I know and the whole nice guys finish last, women don't want nice guys and friend zone, all that kind of shit. You sound like a creep, bring. Don't you, you sound like a creep. Let's not even do it, because there's no such thing as the friend zone. I th I'm pretty sure we've said that before. There's no such thing as the friend zone. You're either a friend or you're a predator waiting for her to drop her armor. <laughs> That's the, that's the only two choices you get. I understand not wanting to be exploited because there are women who will be like, oh, you're my buddy, knowing what you want from them. And they'll be like, hey, my car broke down. Can you, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Can you come move this refrigerator for me? So I can understand not wanting to be exploited. But in that case, that's not your friend. But if you're sticking around right. and moving refrigerators and shit because you're hoping one day you're going to gain access, you're a predator. So let's, let's, let's just get that <laughs> out the way right now. You know, I've never heard it put so succinctly but it, it's accurate i never yeah. thought that way but yeah you're absolutely right that's it dude. that's it i mean this has been an excellent conversation i'm happy we got back to it it felt like we didn't record for a long time we took a little break and shit through the holidays and everything this is officially the first uh episode in 2022 that's another year in the books and 2021 wasn't as bad for for me as a lot of people are out here reporting right now people are lamenting in the streets about how terrible last year was i get it but i kind of had a good time i enjoyed myself you know my, my portfolio is green i'm happy life is beautiful and uh, oh and we did let's for the record so if people think we're not monsters let's just uh give a have a have a moment here for betty white who just passed away two weeks shy of her 100th birthday and uh, what I saw somebody on Twitter say is like the OG 
that she always was, she left everybody wanting more. <laughs> well, what a way to exit, right? Two, we two weeks before your 100th birthday, which would have been some big fanfare, Betty White's 100, she just quietly left the stage and left the party, and everybody's looking around like, where's Betty? And also Max Julian. Mm. Motherfucker, can you buy that? <laughs> I, I don't want to reduce his contribution to a couple lines from a pimp movie, but uh, that that movie itself was uh, one of his largest contributions to the culture and the conversation around black exploitation. And, and I think something that a lot of people miss from a bunch of those movies is uh, sometimes there is a redemption arc and a good story and lessons to be learned in there. And the Mac is one of the quintessential ones where people leave out the best parts because it's too real. There is a lot of funny shit, a lot of pimp talk, a lot of backslapping and shit like that. But there's a, it's a powerful, powerful message about choices and consequences in the Mac. You know what I'm saying? I, I think the Mac happened before we really got into exploiting the, the visual and the, and the idea of a pimp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the Mac was one of the best real looks at that lifestyle and what it brings. So, yeah, Max Julian also passed. I think he passed on New Year's Day, if I'm not mistaken. But two people who who made amazing contributions to to the culture and people that we got mad love for, bro. Betty White was fucking awesome. It was, it was probably one of the only, I mean, that's the only 90-something-year-old white woman that, that I know that just the general public liked. I don't, I don't know another white woman that old that people are just they just love her. I don't know anybody like that. I just don't. Yo, the so. fact that she that she navigated this culture and was still beloved, I think that that's the unwritten story. That's the big yeah. story here. Yeah, yep. She was her. amazing, and, and she and she has been for a long time. Not to get on a a tangent or anything about her, but y'all can look it up. But uh, she was responsible for making. It was a dancer. Let me see if I can find his name just so I can uh just so I can make it official here. The first black man to be on TV as a regular on a variety show was on Betty White's variety show. It was a tap dancer named Arthur Duncan. And he was, you know how they do on those type of shows. They bring him out, he does a little number in between the sets, you know what I'm saying? And people didn't dig it. It was in 1954. They was like, nah, son, get him out of here. And Betty White said, he stays. Deal with it. I'm not firing him. And he was the first black dude on a TV show like that as a regular. And that's some powerful shit, bro. That's dope. So I got mad love for her. That was a nice little bit of trivia. And she was a hot piece of ass. Oh wow, she that's was, different. <laughs> she was was ugly. Wow. Well, I'm hey, listen, I'm sure she wouldn't be mad at that. She probably agree with you. She, you know her. She'd be like, "Yeah, I was, son." <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she, I knows yeah she, she knows it. She knows she was enough. cute. And you know, and there's when you meet people, you there's people that either know stick yourself pretty Tony or they don't. And I like what you brought up too is that it now that I think about it, he was the most conservative looking pimps in any movie I've ever seen. Yep. Yeah. Cause it was but about I'm, the story. Yeah. Mild mannered. Yeah. Mild man. It was definitely about the story. It was and, and a lot, of course, like everything else, like uh, you know, nobody remembers or cares about the last 10 minutes of Scarface. Nobody cares that he killed his best friend because he was emotionally unstable. They don't care about that. All they think about is money and a table full of cocaine. 
we're, right. we're really good at that. We don't think about the overarching, the real story of it. And that's how the Mac is. All they remember is the fur coat and the snazzy talking. They don't remember the real inner workings of, of what that was about and the time that it came out and how impactful and how his brother was like a black nationalist and they had conversations with each other sitting on the park bench. But, you know, it's just, it was powerful shit in that movie. And um, not long after that, everything was just like, you know, the pimp was the star. That You right. know what I mean? It, it, we just went downhill after that. But the Mac was not a part of, of, of that thing. The Mac was trying to say something else. And uh, I think we should all watch it in the very near future, you know, just as a, just as homage to the brother and, and what he was able to do, what he was able to create. He also captured on film some of Richard Pryor's highest moments ever. So it's worth it just to watch, <laughs> just to watch for that. Because Richard Pryor is high as a fucking kite while he was recording the Mac. And it's hilarious. But um, yeah, I think we should all watch it. And get the full picture, you know, really watch the Mac and understand what was happening and what he was trying to say in that movie. Because I think a lot of that shit that was in there, that he was, the, the commentary that he weaved into that film, we're still dealing with right now, unsuccessfully for the most part. So mm. it's a great time to watch the Mac and revisit that energy. I'm going to go uh, buy it on Amazon right now. I ha I used to have the VHS back in the day, but it's long gone. It, and you know what? It, it's the it's the criminal-minded of black exploitation films. Yeah, wow. he, he's posed on the cover with the gun, but it's substantive. Right. And every right. everything after that was just dressing up the wrong parts of it. Absolutely. That's a genius analysis you bring every week. Every <laughs> week. Yeah, we gotta give him something, man. We got you know what I'm saying we gotta bring him in with shit like uh, you know, this ninety nine year old white woman was a hot piece of ass. You know, that's how we hook him in. But then once right. we got him, we gotta give him some medicine too. <laughs> you gotta hide the medicine in the candy. Listen, yeah, man, man. I, I love this shit. I always appreciate you, brother. And I got to tell you, um, you know, I hope 2022 brings you all that you've imagined in your heart and in your head. And may you be prosperous and not victim of the level three dread. Mm, 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 mm. Dola. <laughs> Dola. Yeah. So th this year, I want everybody who's listening to this. I, I do I definitely sincerely hope that this year leads you closer to what we call how we define success over here in this cult is holistic fulfillment. So success is not just uh, realizing your potential in one area, having a bunch of money, but being emotionally drained and, and fucking up all your relationships or being able to find a good spiritual base, but being a poor righteous teacher because you can't get your finances in order. We throwing all that shit to the side. We are accepting and inviting holistic fulfillment, being fulfilled and abundant on all levels, on all facets, enjoying this experience as much as we possibly can, unapologetically, of course, compassionately without trying to fuck over other people. But yeah, I hope you get much closer to your holistic fulfillment this year. Keep investing, stay positive, be radically optimistic at all times because it's beneficial. And uh, yeah, this is the way. This is the way, 1000%. All right, brother, you take it easy. Enjoy the rest of the evening. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Next week, though, or next time we link up, I will 100% have a small um, etymology lesson for the people. I definitely want to get that 
uh, at the front of our brains to start dealing with our language a little bit differently and, and intentionally using words and phrases in certain ways, even, you know, because it is, I mean, it, it's a lot of energy in how we speak to each other, to ourselves, about ourselves and all of that. So I want to get etymology to be a recurring subject that we deal with here finding cool words and shit that we can kind of reshape the way we see the world and the way that we project ourselves onto the world before we dip i just will say intention that's one that i love a lot because intention a lot of people look at that as like this little thing that you just do with your mind but intention the it, it's it's effort right intention denotes effort purpose design or aim it literally means to stretch into so when you set an intention you are stretching a piece of yourself or a piece of your attention into the thing that you're trying to attract. You're making contact with it on a quantum level. That's what intention implies by the etymology. So don't just uh, discount somebody setting their intentions and using those type of words because they're stretching into the thing that they're trying to bring to themselves, which is powerful. So yeah, soon etymology is coming up next week for sure. Excellent. I can't wait, man. All we right. need it. Yeah, we definitely do. Uh, and we got, we got, we ain't talk no crypto this week. Holy shit. What are we doing? Well, it's all good. <laughs> I'm sure we so, obsessed enough about it over the past few episodes. Yeah, we, we, we probably did, man. You ne Next time we talk, you got to walk me through getting my Allegrand wallet. Uh, and that way we can send each other five bucks every other month and keep, right. keep up in the, uh, the yields. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's get it. And uh, yeah, just let me know, man, if you want to get a midweek going whenever you got some time, just holla at the boy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely get a midweekend, man. I'll hit you up during the week, man. We'll plan it out. No doubt, brother. Take it easy. Enjoy your night. Tell your wife I said peace. I will do. Ditto, ditto, man. Much All love. Right. Peace. L later.